It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Build Four Tough Studio. Boomer Size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Tuesday morning. After talking about this for months, we finally have a decision from Derek Carr that, of course, affects the New York Jets. It happened at 10.30-something after the show yesterday, 10.30 a.m., as most things do. If you want breaking news in sports, just wait till the show is over, and then it happens, and then we get to talk about it the next morning, except for Aaron Judge. We did get Aaron Judge of that decision during the show, but most things happen right when we're done. So Derek Carr going to the New Orleans Saints, and now the Jets have to pivot. It's pivot time, as BT would say, and it's all about Aaron Rodgers because after that, there's a bunch of slop, as we have detailed for a very long time now. So will it be today? I feel like every day I open up the show saying the same thing. Will it be this week? Will it be today that we find out? Then Aaron Rodgers wants to be a New York Jet. Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, said that his sources say that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers spoke yesterday, and he's open to coming to New York, if you'd like to believe that or not. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? I'm doing great, Jay, and I do believe that. You know, and I've, and I've believed that all along. Uh, you know, especially after what I told you two and a half weeks ago, what it would take to get Aaron Rodgers here, and uh, how much money. Uh, it, he would have to uh, it, it agree to in terms of a salary and all that other stuff. So I think that it is a real, real possibility. And I think Nathaniel Hackett knows something that the rest of us don't know. And that's a good thing for the New York Jets. Um, this contract that Derek Carr signed, it wasn't exactly the contract that everybody thought he was going to get. Now, it looks great on paper. The AAV is going to be about $37.5 million. This is the exact contract the Giants should be given Daniel Jones. Because there's a lot of money up front, and uh, after two years, if it don't work out, get what? Guess what? We can get out of it. Yeah, that's why these contracts these players sign basically aren't really worth the paper that they're well, they're worth that, but they're not worth all the the numbers that are written in those uh, contracts. And it makes the agents look good. It makes their car feel like he's making thirty seven and a half million dollars a year. And uh, at the end of the day. If he doesn't see the end of that contract, you know, maybe it'd be a little bit more higher AAV because of the initial money in the first two years of the contract. But I think what that shows you, it shows you how teams and players can come to an agreement that doesn't hamstring the salary cap, but also reflects a reasonable amount of money for a guy who has been around for nine years and has been a starting quarterback in this league. And Daniel Jones hasn't reached that status yet. You know, and I know Daniel Jones had a great year. And that's why I was saying yesterday, if if there's if the Giants are offering somewhere around thirty seven million, man, he's got to sign it. Yeah, well, apparently they made a lot of progress yesterday, and they're going to meet again today, and they think that something is going to happen. Mike Garofolo, who a Boomer and Geo listener from NFL Network, had that you know they're going to meet and feel very very close about it now. So I don't think that we're going to be in a situation any longer after seeing that where the franchise tag is used. Because I've been saying that both sides do not want to use that. It's not good because for- it, it kills the team and exactly, the and it kills the player because of course he doesn't get a long term deal. He's got to play for his you know sing for his. Son- 
supper once again. So I do think that we'll hear something about that today before 4 o'clock with Daniel Jones. But the enormity, and I think that because we've talked about it so much, we've kind of forgotten how big this is, not just for the Jets, but the you know the entire coaching staff, not just the Jet fan base, but the coaching staff. Yeah, well, and Aaron, yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't come here, and they've got to go to one of these other guys. I mean, Rob Sala immediately is the next guy you're thinking hot seat because if it doesn't work out with that guy, and I know that you know people say, well, it's Joe Douglas, he's the one who blew it with the quarterback, everything else. Okay, but it was the coaching staff that had its hands on Zach Wilson and totally screwed that up. I went over all the reasons you know Zach Wilson shouldn't have been playing last year and it should have been other guys, and they continued to force him down all of our throats to the point where he was completely ruined. If they end up with a guy like Ryan Tannehill, Andy Dalton, I'm not a garoppolo and one of those guys and it doesn't work out where Zach Wilson has to play because one of those guys get hurt, Rob Sal's not going to be the coach next year. You know, by the way, I was thinking that uh, the first time that Derek Carr heard somebody tell him over there at Florham Park that he could be a Hall of Famer if he signed with the Jets, it was like, uh, man, I can't I can't trust these guys. <laughs> yeah. I can't trust these guys at all. So, plus, you know, he does have a relationship and a very good one, obviously, with Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints, because he was the first coach that drafted him. Yeah. And, you know, he, you know, Dennis Allen was gushing yesterday over the signing of Derek Carr. And it it seems natural. I thought maybe uh, Carolina would be a good spot for, for him. But maybe Carolina now is going to pivot. And, you know, re- they're really looking at the draft. And maybe they'll go after one of those younger quarterbacks that are coming out at the top of the draft. If one of them fall to them or they may have to trade up to go get one of them. But, uh, you know, the guy who I'm really, really happy for is Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith signed a three-year, $110 million contract. He's 33 years old. If you would have told me that he was going to sign a $100 million contract five years ago, I would have said you are out of your mind. Well, even five years ago, before the season this year, when he was fighting with Drew Locke to be the starting quarterback, and we thought that there was a chance that they were tanking because they were going to have those two guys compete to be the starter, and he takes them to the playoffs, is comeback player of the year, and then gets paid. I mean, yeah, obviously five years ago it seemed like a miracle, but even before this season, as recently as August, nobody believed that this could happen. Well, think about He had uh, 34 touchdown passes through the years of 2013 and 2021, and then he threw 30 touchdown passes last year. I mean, you know, you see some of the throws that he makes. We we can watch it on CBS Sports Network here, and you can see that this is what the Giants want to see out of Daniel Jones. Now, I will say that this perseverance thing with, you know, he grew up. You know, when he got here, he was completely immature, much like Sam uh, Sam Darnold was, much like Mark Sanchez was, much like Zach Wilson is. And sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes you got to be a place where there's no pressure and you can learn and you can kind of, you know, create the friendships and the respect in the locker room. And that's exactly... What Geno Smith did, so I, I'm happy for that kid. I, that, he deserves the money. He he really does. And again, it, it kind of when you think back to his time with the Giants, you know, Ben McAdoo wanted to throw him out there, and it got ugly because Eli was here. Yeah, you know, Ben McAdoo wanted to draft Patrick Mahomes. If Daniel Jones signs a new long term contract, then Dave Gettleman got it right. If Daniel, if uh, Saquon Barkley ends up staying here, then Dave Gettleman got it right. I know, I know that I, the, the Saquon one I'm going to push back on because I still don't think you should draft a running back number two overall. You could have the same exact I, I, production from a guy and sign him to a long term deal and take him in the third round. Um, within there's tons of examples with running backs. I mean, the second overall pick for Saquon Barkley. But, but at that is time, you have to understand like the 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 reason why he did what he did. The reason why he did what he did is because they were trying. 
to help Eli Manning out towards the end of his career. Yeah. They were trying to bring in playmakers. And in his rookie year, he was good. Yeah, he was, was really good. He was an offensive rookie of the year. Right. So, I mean, you know, that, that validates the, 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 the selection and why the selection was made. You know, we all tend to forget why the selection was made and, and how, it, how well it turned out for Saquon. And, you know, and whatever you want to talk about, the, you know, Al hates talking about the offensive line of the Giants and Eli Manning and all that other stuff. You're going to have him for 100 years. I, I understand all that. But there were reasons why Gettleman did what he did. And here we are, you know, five years later, and they're trying to resign Daniel Jones to a contract extension. So are you sitting here telling me now that Dave Gettleman got it right? With Daniel Jones? I mean, he's had one good season. He's had a lot of injuries. And he's going to get paid because Brian Dayball was able to unlock him. So he's not as big of a disaster as we thought he was going to be. It wasn't a total flop. But, I mean, Daniel Jones is going to have to continue to build off of what happened last year for me to say that he absolutely got it right. What if he never makes the playoffs ever again? I mean, I can't see here based off of one year to say that Daniel yeah. Daniel Jones is striking gold for Dave Gettleman after one good season. I, I know that, buddy. Daniel Jones is going to get paid. He is going to get paid. And and if you're going to get paid, just like Gino got paid, just like Derek Carr got paid, and, and Daniel will get paid somewhere around there, uh, you got to say then then the draft pick was the right draft pick. I, I it's not again. I I don't know what to say other than you know there were other mistakes made. Remember, he didn't hire the coaches. You know that's ownership who hires coaches. Yeah. You know, and whether it be you know uh, Shermer or whether it be McAdoo or whether it be Joe Judge, that's all that's all that you know above. The pay grade of the GM. Now, the GM's involved in all of that, but, you know, giving his, you know, I guess his expertise, his point of view and what he thinks, but it really comes down to ownership hiring those, uh, those coaches. That, that's what, that's what it yeah. is. So, and unfortunately, you know, and I know Gettleman was, uh, bombastic and very, uh, you know, aggressive with defending his picks and the hog mollies and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, all these guys are staying here. Well, not all these well, guys. Galladay is probably <laughs> the biggest. But Galladay is the biggest mess. The other one, by the way, DeAndre Baker was a horrendous one. Well, uh, yeah. Nate Solder was horrendous. I mean, I, I'm not yeah, here. But again, why were they doing what they were doing at the time? What does it matter? But I, what, I'll tell you, <laughs> you, what you does make, it, make a terrible mistake. You make a terrible mistake. So when Joe Douglas got the, the Jets, basically his job was to tear it down yeah. and to rebuild it. When Dave Gettleman got here, his job was to try to support Eli Manning and keep yeah. Eli Manning on the field. And he made some really bad decisions and in he, doing and so. He, and he tried to, he, he signed the best offensive tackle at the time that was on the market. And his name happened to be Nate Solder, who was coming off a super, super Bowl appearances with the New England Patriots. And when he was signed, everybody around here thought it was the greatest signing right. ever. We, we tend to forget those things. I got, you know, as, as a Ranger fan, I could sit here and I could say, you know, when we signed Panarin and he decided to take less money to play for the Rangers, it's turned out to be great. He's turned out to be a great Ranger. He's turned out to do everything that we thought he was going to do. He gets, yeah, you get frustrated every now and again watching uh, the bread man, but the bread man has delivered the bread for the most part since he signed his big contract. So you made the right decision. Yeah. So not every decision is the right decision by these general managers. Some of them, you know, take a shot in the dark. Like Makai Becton, to me, is a shot in the dark. Is that kid ever going to come back and be the kid that he was his freshman year? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you can't, I mean, 
A shot in the dark in the first round is Unfortunately, not, it's, not, it's not what you're supposed are, to do as a general manager. But I think they're all shots in the dark. You just never know how a player, and especially if a player is going to get injured. You, you, yeah. you can't predict those things. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really interested in going back and trying to rewrite the legacy of Dave Gettleman as a general manager. I mean, at this point, I just want to see them I'm continue all, to grow positively. Yeah, and I think that they had to make a general manager change. They had to make a head coach change. I think that they've got the right guys in place and they're on the precipice of competing yearly in this conference. I'm and just, that's not, the important thing. I, I'm not fighting with you over the history of Dave Gettleman and Gi- Giants. I'm just going back because some people tend to forget who made these draft picks or why these players are here. And yes, they finally got the right coach. They, mm-hmm. they got the coach that got everybody on the same page. And don't forget the defensive coordinator who was really important this year, especially with the amount of money that was being spent on defense. Very little. Sure. Compared to what had been spent on offense. Yeah. I mean, I also think that he created, like, the, the players did not like Dave Kettleman. Not at all. I mean, and that was another thing that was going on there. They didn't trust him. They didn't like him. He was too old school. He didn't walk around the practice field. It just wasn't working. The whole thing just wasn't working. You, you know, the amazing thing is he signs Bradbury, and Bradbury ends up on Philadelphia, and they go to the Super Bowl. Sure. For whatever reason, you know, they had to get rid of him. Joe Shane had to get rid of him. Well, he had to I be mean, for cap reasons. That's what it was. Right, exactly. And he couldn't keep him. And, and, now, and now Bradbury... Guess, be a, guess who created those cap problems? Uh, Dave Gettleman. Okay, so and yeah, we go back he, and forth all day, but I don't think I, anybody cares. I, I don't think anybody cares either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the, I know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's about the validation of picking a guy because the Giants can end up having to pay Daniel Jones. So they have until 4 o'clock today to make some sort of decision. As, as to whether or not they, they are going to give him the exclusive franchise tag, give him a new contract, or give him the, the non-exclusive franchise tag, where then he can go out and negotiate with anybody, and then the Giants can match it, or they could say, see ya, and we'll take two first-round draft picks. Yeah, let me ask you, just because we're talking about quarterbacks, you said that you know the validation of Daniel Jones being drafted now because he's going to get a contract is the thing that you'd say it's, it was a great draft pick, which I don't... I said it was a great draft pick. I'm just saying, if you're going to keep him and you're going to give him another contract, and your contract's going to be close to two hundred million dollars, I'm saying that's, that's validation but, but, that he was a, a pick uh, where he was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, but picked. I mean, like, see, not everybody who gets the money though, like, uh, he's getting the money off of, of what he did last year and what they believe he can do in the future. Do you believe that all the money that Kirk Cousins was given has been validated since he's been up there or not? I think his numbers basically speak for themselves. Yeah, but what what is it about though? You know what I'm saying? But, like, uh, they brought uh, him in after an NFC Championship game. He never got back there, you know, and he's had some numbers. And I told you, I really loved what he did this past year. But like, it's not just about validating the contract. It's a, I mean, to how me, many games did Doug? We uh, really need to see these teams. Like, you got to win. You got to give your t- team a chance to win a Super Bowl, or at least get to a Super Bowl. That's well, really what it's well, about. I would say That's that where Kirk, the validation Kirk, comes. While in. Kirk Cousins gives their team a chance to win, you know, what happened to Case Keenum after that whole thing? Yeah, I mean he was he was he was gone. I wanted to bring him back. But the point is that, you know, Daniel Jones in this in this past year got into the second round of the playoffs. That's as far as Kirk Cousins has gotten the Minnesota Vikings as the second round of the playoffs. One time they ended up losing to the San Francisco 49ers where you didn't feel like they were close. So to me, like when you I hear validation, validation is being the leader of a team that you believe really can go to a Super Bowl How and have a chance to win it. I mean my question to you then would be, how good was the Viking defense? 
It was terrible, but the quarterback is the most important play. And it wasn't always terrible. It wasn't terrible back in that year where they beat the Saints down in New Orleans and then went up to San Francisco and got their asses kicked. Defense wasn't bad then. It was bad this past year. It wasn't always the worst defense in football. Last year it was. I just, when you're the quarterback, you're telling me, is this signing? Like for, for Derek Carr and the Saints, what is validation for... For that is the fact that he got the contract because he got paid by another team. Does it make the Vegas Raiders look silly? Does it validate the fact that Derek Carr was someone who thinks he could still play and because he got that contract it was validated? No, the work has to be done. We got to see him take that, especially in the NFC South. We got to see that guy in the playoffs every single freaking year that he's under contract. What also goes to show you just how desperate teams are. Yeah. You know, and and number one to keep their quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and uh, Geno Smith, and number two is to go after another quarterback, kind of like Derek Carr and the Saints. So it is a quarterback-driven league. There's no question about that. I, I can't sit here and, you know, I know how you feel about the Vikings, and I know how you feel about Kirk Cousins. The guy stands in there. The guy shows up every game. Has he missed a game as a, as a Viking? Yeah, he had very few. I mean, I not last year he didn't. Right, so I, one of the things that, you know, Giant fans love about Eli is that Eli never missed a game. Sure. He was always there every Sunday, every Monday, every Thursday night, every Saturday, whatever the game was played, he was there. And much like Kirk Cousins, who got his ass kicked this year. Yeah. You know, Eli used to hang in there, and he used to get his ass kicked, and Giant fans could appreciate that, and he could lead his team to wins. How many how many fourth quarter comebacks does Kirk Cousins yeah, have? Well, well, last year he had he had a ton last year. Prior to that, it was a big problem. But the reason I bring up these guys is I all feel like they're in the same type of conversation. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones. They're, and I know those Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr are older than Daniel Jones. But they're all kind of that same guy that like gets you to the certain level. So that's why I asked the question, what is validation for those you, guys? You know, for, for me as a fan... It's seeing them, you know, lead their team into an AFC or an NFC championship game and being like, man, like, if he makes enough plays here, they can go to the Super Bowl. Then I'll be like, that guy's worth it. The interesting thing is going to be, here, here it is, it's like T. Higgins in Cincinnati. Yeah. He's going into the last year of his contract, $4 million made. That's that's what his contract says. He's not a $4 million player. He's already outkicked his contract 50 times over. He should be a 16 to $20 million player. Yeah. He should be a wide receiver one or 1A for some team other than the Bengals if they can't afford to pay him. The question is, for him, is he going to take less money? To stay in Cincinnati because he knows he's got the great quarterback. Or is he going to go after the dollars and go somewhere else, maybe with a medium quarterback? Like, if you were T. Higgins and the Giants came and knocking on the door of the Bengals and said, hey, we'd like to make a trade, we'll give you our number one for T. Higgins. Would you do that if you were uh, T. Higgins and would you sign a, a say, $18 million a year contract oh, absolutely. with the Giants to play with Daniel Jones? Yeah, w without a doubt, because I can give you all the examples of these other guys who have gone somewhere else when they've been with better quarterbacks to get money, and a lot of it happened last year. Uh, Devontae Adams, that was a big one. Tyreek Hill well, had Tyreek to get Hill still had a great game, a great season, though. He had a great well, season. Both guys had great but, seasons. But, I know, but the point was that they had to trade him, right? It was like he wasn't taking less money to stay with Patrick Mahomes. They had to trade him somewhere else to get that money. Yeah, but now the question is like, is T. Higg what's T. Higgins going to do? Same what's thing as those guys. 
one hundred percent. He has to, right? Well, say, of course. What do you think he's going to see? All his peers making twenty million dollars a year, and he's floundering in Cincinnati. He gets a whole bunch of F's by the Players Association for treatment of families and facilities and nutrition, just so we can play with Joe Burrow in a freezing cold Rust Belt city. What are you freaking kidding me? Cincinnati's a very nice city. <laughs> They're very nice. City. I'm sure. It don't, is. don't 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 uh, underrate the city. I'm, I'm just telling you, there's a lot of other places. You know that. I know that. Well, especially you got to go where the money is, and, and it's his time to get paid. But, yeah. uh, you know, just to get back to Daniel Jones real quick, um, you know, today is, this is the wrecking hour. This is where he and his family have got to sit down and say, you know what, this is what we're taking. And I, it's got to be similar to what Derek Carr got. It's got to be similar. It's got to be a very similar contract. They Maybe, maybe they go five years. I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a little bit more guaranteed money up front. I, I'm not really sure. But I think that that contract right around that number the AAV number of thirty seven five, you know, is fair. Would be fair. Well, the market's given, been set. Given the market, yes. Yeah, the market's been set now by Derek Carr and Geno Smith, and there was no reference point for this particular year with quarterback contracts, and now you've seen it. So he's not gonna get that much more than those guys. He's just not. So his agents have to be a little bit more realistic with that number. And I do believe now we're gonna see a deal uh with Daniel Jones and the Giants before four. Well, they they can tag him and they can still negotiate if they put the exclusive franchise tag. They can protect themselves, but they'll have to get under the salary cap because that will have an impact on the salary sure. cap. They may end up having to cut people before March fifteenth, mm-hmm. yeah. which we already saw starting yesterday. I didn't think it was going to start yesterday. I thought it would start a little bit later this week, but we're already starting to see guys get cut. Now I don't know how many of these guys are being designated June second cuts because each team is allowed to pick two players. Yeah. They can cut them now and they can say it's retroactive June 2nd, and then that relieves some of the salary cap pressure. Um, but a bunch of guys got cut yesterday, and here's one that's very interesting. It sounds like Orlando Brown, the big left tackle for the, uh, or the right, right? Left tackle, I think. Left tackle. Yeah, for the Kansas City Chiefs is not going to be franchise tagged, and he's going to be a free agent if the uh, Chiefs and he do not come up with a contract. All right. That is huge. That is a big one. One of the best left tackles in football and obviously protecting the best quarterback in football. All right, former GO on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We are the show that brings you right up until the breaking news in the NFL. Take you to 10 a.m., 10.05, bang, something drops on you. Boomer and I were in the newsroom talking to the, uh, or the Bangladesh call center, talking to the great Bob Gelb yesterday. Then all of a sudden, Boomer's phone's buzzing and going off. Derek Carr to the Saints. I was almost about to just walk into the studio with Tiki and Tierney and be like, you <laughs> take 15 minutes off, all right? Let, let those guys have it. Yeah, they got I it. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, all right, but Jerry is here with a sports update. What's happening, Jerry? That's what you want to call it. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. You guys have discussed it. The 4 p.m. deadline. We shall see. Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, who knows? The Cowboys using their tag on Tony Pollard. The Raiders said to be tagging Josh uh, Josh Jacobs. So, Tony Pollard, this is this is his contract. Right now, one year, $10.091 million. Right. So, that's the franchise tag. And I would think that they would try to do something with him to get that $10 million down. And give them a little bit more space <laughs> yeah. on their salary. This cap. is a guy who broke his leg in the last game we saw him. It's the Niners. Yeah, who was you know bound to make a bunch of money this off season. Yep. So this is this just one of those situations in the NFL that stinks. But the fact that 
he can get that $10 million guaranteed, hopefully, and then have a chance to come out and prove that he's healthy to get another bite at the apple is about the best he can expect right now. How about the fact that you had Eric Kendricks from your Vikings yeah. released? You mm -hmm. had Bud Dupree from the Titans released. Frank Clark yep. from the Kansas City Chiefs. He was released. Evan Ingram did get also another one-year deal. A one-year deal at $11.345 million. Josh Jacobs also, well, Evan Ingram and Josh Jacobs both got franchise tag and then uh let me say anybody else get released i guess not really nobody of significance but already three very well-known defensive players released things are moving yes things are moving and things moved in a big direction yesterday with the uh, Derek carter the saints news and then geno smith staying in seattle for three years how about tom brady yeah, I Miami. Know about Tom Brady. Here was Rich uh, Rich Eisen yesterday on some of the rumors he heard at the combine. This this one just blew my mind. Tom Brady may not be done after all. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not so sure people are shocked by that. And then he would go on to say Miami because of Tua's concussion problems. What about Stephen Ross and a Michigan <sighs> man? Well, Both a Michigan too, man. That's Michigan too, man. But I think the first thing people do think is, well, you got Tua. Well, Tua can't stay on the field. I'm a huge Tom Brady guy, always have been. Oh, I yeah. would be, as much as I want to see him play and I'd be excited for him to play, part of me, if he announces he's going to play again, is going to be disappointed because I felt like he was hey, talking to me. Back. He was talking to me on that nah, dune. Come back. When he sat there and he was like, listen, I'm really done this time. I'm really done. And yeah. I was like, Tom, that's great. I'm happy for you. We came on the air. I gave him the old tongue bath and everything else. Great. No <laughs> one's ever going to do it again. Great. I've ever seen the whole thing. Can't do done, it again. Not done till dead. And, and by the way, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is ahead of where Tom Brady was in the middle of his career right now. You know, at the same at the same time. Right, and let's remember, go, come he back missed, and play. He was like Tom Brady missed a year because he sat. But um, I say go to San Francisco. But I think you know Miami makes does make sense because that's where he lives. It's where his kids are. Yeah, and a little bit more normal. And it's like I told you, Stephen Ross is a Michigan man. Tom Brady, a Michigan man. And you know how these Michigan men are. Stick together. Yeah. They stick together. How about Philip Rivers contemplating a comeback at the age of 41? He hasn't played in a couple of years. He's clearly bored. Well, he's <laughs> got nine guy. kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just <laughs> about to say that. Another Gotta guy. get out of the house. A million kids. <laughs> yep. So his name is out there again as well. So we shall see. Window thrower. Oh, window yeah. Thrower. The ultimate window thrower. That's exactly right. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about Jose Quintana and the side tightness. Oh. That turns out to be a small stress fracture in one of his ribs. Oh, months. He's out months. That's what, right. They, had not, they did not give a timetable, but this is not good. How did that happen to him? He rolled off his bed. Who knows? I mean, that, these things happen. Is that something you can get from throwing? I mean, is that a silly a question? I, I would think so, yeah. If it's on the side of the where his if arm he's got is. bad bones, yeah, osteoporosis, yeah. maybe. I don't know, but this is not this is not good. That's for damn sure. No, so don't know how long he'll be out, but it sounds like Months. a lot of time. Yeah, you have it. There's your first major injury. Mets take on the Astros coming up later tonight. Meantime, the Yankees are off, though they did play Monday evening as they did beat the Pirates. As Judge cranks that high, deep. Into the seats in right, air 
Aaron Judge deposits a three-run homer, his first of the spring. And then as Ryan Rucco on the yes, terrible, 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 terrible. They, they were up 6 nothing. They won 9-2. to two. Um, And so you had uh, Judge with the home run. Here was Jose Trevino on yes. It's good, man. He's been having some good at-bats. Uh, he's been working on some stuff, you know, backfields and, and in the games. And, you know, tonight he just puts a good swing on the ball. And then Domingo Herman, how about him? He threw uh, three scoreless innings. He struck out four, only allowed a hit. Here was his manager, Aaron Boone. Well, he was 93, 94, even 95 today, consistently with his fastball. And that, you know, it just makes all his secondary pitches play even better. And, and when he's, you know, letting it rip like that, usually he's got more bite on his breaking ball as well. So um, I thought it was another strong outing for, for Domingo. It certainly did look like it as uh, they got the win. So they're off today. They actually can enjoy some a nice Florida sunshine. That, by the way, a little dark, that stadium, that night. Yeah, that Bradenton, where the Pirates play? Yeah, they play in Bradenton. Well, yep. they t- try to but save this money was... from electricity. <laughs> no, so they only have, like, two lights on. <laughs> not... Oh, yeah. That's what they got to do, It Jerry. looks like the natural. Remember yeah. that, the, the film, the cinematography of the natural? Sure. Very dark. That's what that looked like a little bit. Yeah, they put us in a, well, the first year went down to Bradenton for spring training when I was in Pittsburgh. They put us in a Holiday Inn that was actually really, really nice mm-hmm. in Bradenton. And then the second year, they realized that that cost too much. So they got an Airbnb that we showed up, and there was puke in the oh, shower. Nice. And they the person hung all sorts of stuff on the wall, including a giant pretzel that they had hung on the wall, a qua- a stuffed quail. I mean, I was like, so I called up our general manager, and I got down there. I said, listen, I'm not a diva, but puke and a pretzel? Like, what are we doing here? And a quail. And a quail. And quail, I still have puke pictures of this. But you're the B&B owner. Yeah. How do you rent it out like that? Isn't it your responsibility to come in and clean it and make yes. sure it's ready? One hundred percent. I think if I showed up and that was some place where I was going to stay, I would just, I would just trash well, you, the whole thing. You did go somewhere with stained socks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. And I left in your bed. Right. Saying. Exactly. So <sighs> that was a high end. Do happen. Do you remember? Um, do you remember back in October? Yeah. When the Yankees were in the playoffs, there was one play-by-play announcer that took a beating for the way he called the game. Yes. He's Bob a dope Costas. MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Bob yeah. Costas went on the Bill Maher podcast. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Why doesn't he have a guy? Everyone has one. Uh, acknowledging that he was not great during that series. This past October, I did the Yankees and the Guardians uh, in the division series. <laughs> and I felt like I was off my game. Sort of like a pitcher who still has good stuff, but somehow, as they say, he didn't have command. Yeah. He had no command during that season. That series. Is a dope and and he, he did and talk a lot. And, and revisionist history. And, yes. and then he also, at the time, was like, the Twitter mob is after me. This is ridiculous. But now I guess he realized well, he sucked. So he was asked about the Twitter mob, too. He, apparently a mob is only a few people. Here was him on the criticism. I don't place much stock in what Two or three people say, you know, on Twitter or something. Yeah. Be like two or three hundred thousand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How about that? It's not two or three. I, I do agree with that sentiment, though. That he, statement right there, I agree. But not, everybody yes. was talking about. That. I agree, but it was not two or three people. It was everybody. He had a, he had a rough series, and he knows it. So Everybody's that's a good bitch and complaining about something. Sounds about right. But yeah. you know what? You're not going to bitch and complain about your New York Knickerbockers because they've won nine straight games, and they take on the crappy Hornets tonight. You called them crappy the I other did. day. I did. So go take care of business. Make it ten in a Let's row. Let's go. Let's go. Now is Jalen Brunson going to play tonight? I don't know. 
We will find out later on. Yeah, I have not heard anything this morning. Nets, meantime, go for a third straight as they are on the road in Houston. Also not a great team. Cavaliers, Celtics. So the, the Celtics have a problem these days. They can't seem to hold a lead. Last night, they led by 14 into the fourth quarter. Then the game is tied with about a second left on the clock. Grant Williams goes to the line, misses the first free throw, would have given them the lead. Then here comes the second one. I mean, still could they could win the game. So here we go. Second free throw from Williams in a 109-109 tie. It's up. No good. Tipped up. No. We're going to overtime. And that's Cavs radio. He missed them both. Uh, the game remained tied, and then Boston loses in overtime, 118-114. Donovan Mitchell, you've heard of him, he had 40. Yeah, Not apparently he was he was messing with Grant Williams there yes. towards the end, too, and icing him. So. It worked. Yep. Here was uh, Joe Mazzula, the Celtics head coach. You get on Williams a little bit for missing both of those free throws? No. Tom, I love him. It's part of the game. He didn't miss him on purpose. <laughs> Got to be able to move on from it. <laughs> to shoot a thousand free throws tonight. Yeah. That would be me. Like, you know, what, what do you think about what happened last night? I mean, he's going to shoot a thousand free, th- free throws tomorrow. I can no, tell you no, that. No, no, no. You just tell him you love him. No, yeah, I love you, but get your ass on the free throw line and start <laughs> shooting some free throws. <laughs> just tell him. That's you all love you're going to do. Listen, that's your job. You got to make those free throws. We you lost the game because you didn't make those free throws. Job. Do you think that Tom Thibodeau would have handled that the same way? Like, oh, oh, yeah, told him I told him I love him. <laughs> I just put my arm around, told him I loved him. He's my guy. Yeah, right. You think he would have done that? Yeah, of course. I don't think that. I don't think you would have. Want to keep your job? You got to do that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I'll give you some sound uh, next hour from the Raptors and uh, Nuggets. That game ended odd with an ejection. We'll get to that next hour. Uh, Your Hofstra team, (sighs) they lost in the semifinals of the CAA tournament to UNC Wilmington, 79-73, a game that was shown Right here on CBS Sports Network. Uh, tonight you got St. Peter's Fairfield first round of the MAC tournament. Manhattan takes on Marist. And the, uh, the kid does it again. Not once, but twice. Rimming the puck on the left to McLeod. Now to McDavid. Out to McLeod. The shot saved. The rebound. Wrap around. Scores! Connor McDavid. He got it behind the net. Wrapped it around. And it's one nothing Edmonton. And that turned out to be the first of his two goals on the night. McDavid scores 53 and 54 as the Oilers God. beat the Sabres 3 2. He's that unbelievable. He's pretty good. Pretty good. He is he's lightning fast. Good. And the puck just finds him, man. And then when it gets on his stick, man, he can do some, some say, serious damage. Uh, the Islanders get the Sabres tonight. And you have the Devils skating with the Maple Leafs this evening as well. CBS Sports Network. So in the middle of the night, just a few hours ago, police surrounded the home of Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon after deputies responded to reports of shots fired in the area. No arrests were made, and the scene, I'm reading from the post, and the scene has been cleared. Uh, Mixon's involvement in the incident is still unknown. The shooting was reported around 8.30 p.m., and then they've been doing all this work uh, through the middle of the night. Uh, and the outlet performed that uh, reported that police confirmed a juvenile was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Uh, Joe Mixon's sister, Shalonda Mixon, says that Mixon was not involved in the shooting of the juvenile. And the crime scene tape was stretched across two houses, one of which was Mixon's home. So hopefully this juvenile is okay. And hopefully Joe Mixon is not involved. But when you see, you know... 
police tape in front of somebody's house, you're thinking the worst, obviously. So I'm hoping for the, the best. And this is just he just got caught wrong place, wrong time type of situation. You know, or maybe somebody tried to rip a car off it out of his driveway. Yeah, that too. Could happen again to a friend of mine last night or two nights. Really? Yes. Right out of the driveway. Right out of the driveway. BMW, boom, taken right out. And the key fob was not in the car. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not really sure of the particulars, but you know, it's it's interesting because you can see on the ring doorbell, yeah, camera the car. I'll show it to you, and you can see it. And guys pull up and get out of the car and sneak up into the driveway, check the car out, open the door, and pull it out, and then scream off with it. It's 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 it is it is going on all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. Yep, I know. And, and somebody's going to end up having to. Get, somebody's going to end up getting shot. I'm just they haven't already. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm maybe sure. they have or they haven't. Somebody is going to get end up getting shot. Somebody somewhere. And I, you know, and you're thinking like the police can only do so much because there's only so many police. They can't be everywhere. Right. And if this is happening every day and multiple times, and a this day. is in Manhasset, by the way. Yeah. Right. You know. So it's uh, again, it happened again. But anyway. Uh, Joe Mixon, the interesting thing about him is that he was most likely going to be released by the Bengals. You know, they would like to keep him. He's been a really good player for them. He had a really good year last year. Yeah. And I was thinking that if the Giants couldn't sign Saquon Barkley and Saquon ends up going somewhere else, Joe Mixon would have been a really, really nice two-year kind of stopgap for the Giants if you wanted a top-end running back. I mean, he's a tough kid. He's great out of the backfield. He blocks well. I just hope this doesn't have anything to do with him. Yeah, let's hope. And we don't know. I mean, his sister yeah. said he has nothing to do with the shooting. There are two houses that are there. And it could be something as similar as that. I mean, it could be his neighbor, you know, was getting his car stolen. And a neighbor went out there yeah, with a gun know. and we shot it. Yeah. We have no idea. It's just right. it's something that was interesting because an NFL player that we know of who right. has got this police tape around his house. And just hopefully everything's he'll be able to resume his career and everything's going to be fine. Yes. Here's the thing about Geno Smith that is really amazing to me. So when he was with the New York Giants, you know what his salary was that year? It was $1.1 million. Okay. Okay. Then he goes to the Chargers for a year. Mm -hmm. He makes a million dollars there. And then he goes in 2019, he goes to Seattle. And he makes about eight hundred and five thousand his first year, a million one his second year, and then twenty twenty one he's up to a million two. So those are the three years that he's backing up Russell Russell Wilson. Yeah, nineteen twenty and twenty one. And then last year, you you know he made uh, seven million. In other words, they bumped him before the season started, I believe, because they knew that he was going to be the starter once they got rid of Russell Wilson. And now, to his credit. He's made $17 million in his 10-year career up to this point. And he just signs a three-year, $110 million contract. Now, how much of that was guaranteed? I think, you know? I think it's going to be somewhere around $55, $56 million guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, what a great story. He's going to be that reference point for a lot of quarterbacks in the future that have struggled early and then are backups and get another opportunity. People are always going to use him as an example of someone who gets paid and to not give up. And no matter what your career looks like, to be able to get back on track. And he played great. I mean, this was, this was not a fluke. And I'm telling you. This is a this is a contract that I'm sure that John Schneider, their GM, and the coach Pete Carroll felt really good about giving their, to oh, their player. Yeah, of course. I mean, and you, you, know, you thought that Geno back in the day, you know, with the Jets and the Giants, you know, immature, hadn't figured it out, wasn't ready for the NFL at that point, and and he's a, a true leader and and someone that kept working and even as a backup, you know, was learning that offense. 
got to trust that Pete Carroll went out there and was awesome. I mean, was absolutely great. And if you took, you know, his name off of that and put some other superstar quarterback's name on there, you wouldn't be surprised. You know what that name, you know what those numbers look like? It looked like Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Geno had 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, threw for 4,200 yards, and almost completed 70% of his passes. Yeah, and now Carson Wentz doesn't even look like he's going to have a team now. Well, here's the, so here's the point. Out of all that group of quarterbacks that you were talking about, you know, the Sam Darnolds of the world, Baker Mayfield, uh, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston now is going to be released by New Orleans, uh, you, Jimmy Garoppolo... Uh, you have a lot of guys out there. Who's the next Geno Smith? <laughs> you just It just hit me now. Now I know who I want. Now I know who I want if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to the Jets. Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Get him here. Makes a ton of sense. He got his eyes fixed. He was playing. He was playing well before he got hurt with the ACL injury. Get him here. Jameis. Famous Jameis in New York. Ton of fans. I've always loved Jameis Winston. I will. I mean, that's that 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 guy's just a, on the field. Off the field, there's been a lot of stuff. Hey, but on the field, drop back and just let it rip. Yes, that's drop what I'm back talking and about. Let it rip without Woo! without consequence, without conscience, without anything. Just let it rip. Go bang, 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 right down the field. Kinda Fifty like interceptions. It. Who cares? I like it. Who cares? Uh, Joe is in Massapequa. What's going on, Joe? Hey, what's going on? I was heard you guys uh, talking about uh, car being stolen. I had that actually happen to me uh, two weeks ago. Um, ring went off, saw what was going on. Someone was underneath my car. So I went out there with a shotgun, bird shot, and a slug, and uh, shot off the bird shot first. Try and scam away, and they, they did. They ended up ripping off the catalytic converter. But like you guys said, this, this is actually going on everywhere. I live in Massapequa, and this is going on. Yeah, no, it is. It's all over Long Island, all over New Jersey, all over Connecticut. It's everywhere. And, I mean, like, if, if people got their heads up their asses, if they don't understand what the hell's happening. You yeah, know? If God told me, uh, you know, you don't do that. Um, if he's in the house, different story. But uh, if you would have shot the guy, you know. It yeah, been but I got to say, you shot it up in the air. You know, I, I may do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, Joe, at least that your whole entire car didn't get stolen like some others. But a cop was just, a friend of mine was just texting me. He said they're using something similar to a range extender to mirror the fact that your remote is in the car. They put an air tag in your car. Yes. He goes, it's super cheap. They hide it in the trunk. Um, no, put an air tag in your car. It's super cheap and hide it in the trunk and keep your key fob far away from the driveway where your car is kept. Like bring your key fob up to in the, and in your bedroom or something, not like yeah, near. I mean, the, the car manufacturers got to come up with something. I mean, honestly, this is like every. And, and, and you also look at Twitter; it's all over Twitter. You can buy one of these mirroring um, devices that mirrors your key fob. Yeah. So if you go to a valet, if you park at a restaurant, it's a valet. Yeah. And don't think that the valet is. Not, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I don't want to paint a broad brush. Right. Boomer but, takes on all, all valets. valets. No, no, no. <laughs> but there are valets out there that, you know, if, <clears throat> I, I know another instance where here's a uh, husband, wife. Wife has some nice jewelry on. Husband's got a nice watch on. They're driving a BMW. Uh, somebody at the restaurant basically scopes them out and then tells their buddies outside waiting for them, follow them home. And rob them on gunpoint. Mm. Yeah. Happened right in Roslyn into Brookville. Jesus.
Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting one of these air tags. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna throw it in the trunk. Mikey in the Bronx. What's happening, Mikey? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's, What's on? on? Good, good, good. So, you guys mentioned about the air tags. I got a story for you about uh, yeah, two weeks ago. I got a call from my mom at three o'clock in the morning. Hey, the car is stolen. What the car is stolen? Uh, where is it at? So she had figured out that I had put an air tag in the car. So she was finding, come to find out it was about 30 minutes away in Jerome Avenue in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up finding the car. We ended up calling the police. The police was like, oh, you found the car? He's like, yeah. So you guys going to come? They were like, nope. Uh, we'll meet you there and then you can get the car. So they never, they never knew that the air tag was in the vehicle. We ended up finding it out. It was in a parking garage. Once we found out that it was in the parking garage, they had changed the plates so it wouldn't be noticeable that that was our vehicle. Yeah, of course. So how you, did you did you get it back? Did you just go up there and take your car back? Or were you worried that the people that stole it were going to be around and armed and everything else? Oh, um, we got we got the vehicle back. The police escorted us to get okay. the vehicle back. And then the, the teller at the location was like, okay, so who's going to pay for this? I said, well, the same guy who stole the vehicle. You told <laughs> yeah, not me. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, so yeah, I got it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it a lot. It only looks like it's like thirty bucks too. This air tag, so that is yeah, yeah, thirty bucks. Uh, we ended up getting deals for like four, four hundred dollars, I believe it was. But uh, it, it's worth it. Um, you know, if anybody, you know, I'm still going through the insurance. But if anybody wants to invest in that, they should. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Somebody has got to bring down the hammer. These politicians have got to get their heads out of there. You know what? And, and let the police do what they can do because this, it's out of control. Yeah, it's no, completely it really out of control. Well, I know multiple All people. Over the place. Multiple people have dealt with this. It's, it and is, in Nassau County, it seems to be, it's like really bad. It seems like Nassau County is getting slammed and they do the thing at the gas stations too in Nassau County. Yeah, they you know, jump they, you in the gas station. Right. So that seems like. I don't want to scare anybody, but I'm just telling you, like, it's, it is a major problem and somebody has got to step up, get behind a microphone, say, this is going to stop. Yeah. This is the thing that George Santos should do to take on. Yeah, George Santos should take on these This would be the thing because then he'll get people back in his favor. Right? He's he's a Nassau County Queens guy, right? Right, right. Out of all the people that New York could send, and we send some really lunatic losers to Congress, but man, this guy takes the cake. (laughs) But we're at Chio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. the Built Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got rumors out there, big rumors from guys who used to be on ESPN. So do we believe these guys or not? Because this is the day and age that we are in where you see a report and you look at that report and you go, do I believe this report? Well, Trey Wingo was one of them. Rich Eisen was the other. The Trey Wingo one was uh, about six hours ago, and he said, per sources, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets had conversations today, and I guess today was yesterday, because this was 12 a.m. that he tweeted this out on uh, at least Eastern Time. Conversations today, well, nothing is imminent. Rodgers is open to the idea of going to New York, and the other one, of course, was Rich Eisen as Jerry played the clip last hour saying that keep an eye on Tom Brady to the Dolphins. 
I mean, I can't imagine, you know, Trey Wingo was the ESPN NFL guy for a very, very long time where he would host that show and then he ended up leaving ESPN, whatever. So I think he's got a lot of contacts. I do believe that. I don't think that he is someone who's just going to make something up for the heck of it. But really, I mean, what is he saying there? We kind of know that the Jets and the Packers have talked. We probably know that Nathaniel, well, you know that Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers have spoken. Well, what have I told you? I told you three weeks ago. I can go over my no, notes. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't need to hear the I, notes I, I, I wrote, I wrote I know, those I notes down. No, no, no. I got the notes here. Right, and I right, told right, you no, three no, weeks no, ago. I know, I know that. that. But I'm just saying, everything you're hearing now is what I told you three weeks ago. But, well, not exactly, because we didn't know three weeks ago if he was open to coming to New York. We did not know that yet. That was a new thing. You did not say open to coming. What you said, and well, I can he had to go through his darkness retreat. Sure. He had to go through his darkness retreat. This was all prior yeah. to that. Mm -hmm. And I told you the things that would have to happen and that the compensation that the Jets would give the, the Packers wouldn't be that much and that Aaron Rodgers exactly. would have to modify his sound. Yeah, and none of that has changed. You're right. My thing this entire time, even after you went through all your notes that day, was does he want to come here and play here? So the reason why I bring this up, because this is the first time anybody has tweeted out with any sort of credibility that he is open to coming to New York. Not wants to come, but open to coming to New York. So I wonder what that is. Is the door slightly ajar? Is the door wide open? Well, I think it's wide open. And I also, you know, the thing about all of this is that Nathaniel Hackett is here. That, that tells me a lot. Uh, it also tells me that he, you know... They want him here for two years, you know, maybe more, depending on how it works out. And this way, Zach Wilson is still here. Zach Wilson's not going anywhere. Yeah. And that that is like the perfect situation for the Jets, keeping Zach Wilson and having Aaron Rodgers come here. That That's the perfect situation. And then Aaron Rodgers sitting down with Woody Johnson and looking him right now and saying, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. I'm not taking the freaking vaccine. No, I'm just... <laughs> uh, Mr. Johnson, here's the deal. Um, I'll take less money. I'll do what Tom Brady did for Tampa. But you have to assure me that you're going to allow your general manager to go spend some money in free agency so we can really make a run at it. Because in order to make a run at it, much like the Rangers are trying to make a run at it right now, you got to go out and get the real guys that are going to be able to help me improve this team significantly. The team's good. We want to make it great. And by me being here, I'll make it great, but I also need some help. All right, so what are the positions where you're talking about the real guys? Because the Jets do have well, a lot of talent to me, to, me, to me, it really comes down to securing the offensive line. That's first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. I think they have most, other, most of the other pieces that he would require uh, securing the offensive line. If you told him, and I don't know if they could ever pull this off, but if you told him that they were bringing in Orlando Brown, that would be, like, unbelievable. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers is that guy now where people just want to play with him? Like, I know there's guy David Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb, Mason Crosby, the, that little inner circle they that all he has guys. They all, like, right. just kind of like Gronk. Yes, but you know how, like, you know, Tom Brady, I feel like guys would want to go and play with him because they knew the type of personality, and he wouldn't take no for an answer when it came to winning a Super Bowl. Do you think Aaron Rodgers it, has that type of pull around yes, the league? Yes, still? I, I, I do. I do, and I also think... That he has that type of pull to sit down with a general manager and an owner and say, this is what I would like and this is what I want you to do. Get this guy, bring this guy in. I think yeah. this guy would like to come. And it may not just be the guys from Green Bay. It may be somebody else. 
you know, there there could be somebody else in his life that we don't even know that he's tight with. And maybe he had played at Green Bay somewhere along the line and ended up leaving and going have success like Valdez Scantling. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe he's a guy that he would like to have. I don't know. But I do believe that there is there's more and more my belief that Aaron Rodgers is coming here. Yeah. All right. I hope so. I hope so too. I really do. <laughs> I, I, really, I do I, hope so. I really do. I I, yeah. I think the and again, you have to take into everything into account that we started with. Aaron Rodgers with and Green Bay are disgruntled with each other. Whatever the situation. They were disgruntled last year at this time. Yeah. Came up with this contract and the reason they came up with this contract and wrote it the way that it's written is to force an issue. And that issue is coming to head right now cuz mm-hmm. the Packers have got to get under the salary cap, and they have to understand, you know, for themselves, you know, how are they moving forward and how much money do they have? So uh, this is going to happen this week, and it's going to happen quick. It's got to happen, in my eyes, it's got to happen before the start of the new year, league year because the Packers have got to get into compliance with the salary cap. Hey, uh, Stephen Waldron, CBS Sports, you guys have that Karma cleanse graphic that you have put up there many times before. Is it possible to call that thing up? Because, sure, no problem. All right, because I got an idea. Okay. Because I'm in this Sayville Biggest Loser situation, right? So I'm doing You're looking good, by the way. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I got to still lose some more weight. I want to win this thing. So I'm thinking if Aaron, this is going to be like a thing that will help the Jets, maybe. Yeah. And then maybe will help me as well. If Aaron Rodgers, go. all right, good, they got it up here. If Aaron Rodgers, now I just got to make sure that I look, read this thing before I say something stupid. Okay. So vomin is induce a severe spell of vomiting to clean up her gut. I just went through that. Yeah, I went through that too. Just went through that. Yeah, so we I both can do went that. through that, so we're already there. All right. Varachan. Varachan. Forced diarrhea that purges and cleanses the bowel. Just went through that. Just went through that. We both went through that, but I think that's more... Um, Think about getting ready for a colonoscopy. Okay, fine, but still, I like you can I get some colonoscopy stuff and go take it. And I could do that. I right. get that done, but it, basically, I just went through the you know turning on the butt faucet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, just yeah, comes yeah right. I know what you're saying. All right, so then you have Bosti turned on at the same time. By the way, <laughs> did you had the yeah. butt in the puke faucet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bosti medicated enema used to cleanse the accumulated toxins through the colon. I've never had an enema, but that seemed that seems a little tough for me. Um, this one's nothing. We're not going through. Not we are not. We are not going in the outdoor. That's, no, 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 no. no. Uh, that's that's well, uh, I can't do that. Well, you wouldn't do that part no, of I it. I can't do that. All right. So nausea is nasal administration of medicated oil to cleanse the accumulated toxins. That's nothing. I just put some oil in your nose. Big deal. And then rock ta makshana. Rock ta makshana. Yeah. Rock ta makshana. Rock ta makshana is a procedure done to cleanse the. That's bloodletting, though. I think. I can't. Uh, that's needles. <sighs> Let me see. Let me. See, I'm in the middle of a five-day cleanse right now because I just came back from uh, the Dominican Republic and playing golf and drinking and eating like a freaking like animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, so you're now, not doing now I'm on this, the, though. So now I'm on the chroma cleanse. You're on the chroma cleanse. Yeah. K R O M A. Oh, this is the leeches, man. You, we're not doing leeches. I am not doing leeches. Stop it. You know, if you want to do something around here, maybe you could do ticks. <laughs> no, I'm not messing with Lyme disease, man. No, like You got to get the clean ticks. I was going to say, if Aaron Rodgers signs with the Jets or gets traded to the Jets, I would do the Panchakarma cleanse. You're, you're, not, doing, you're not doing with the leeches. You're not doing that. But I don't know if, I mean, the leeches. No Bloodletting. That's like medieval. Yeah, I mean, there's blood 
purification therapy. Rock so top That's Mishan. a 12-day cleanse. This new Chroma Cleanse, who, who my daughter turned me on to because she says, Dad, you're fat and old. Yeah. Um, so she gives me all these things that try to help me with all those problems that I have. Right. So, but, so today starts the Chroma. I might really have to, like this, screw Aaron Rodgers for a second. If I want to win this Save Bigots Loser thing, I might have to do this. I'm bleeding, I'm puking, I'm pooping. Like, this is probably the thing I need to do to win. Like, if I really want to win this. How much money? It's $1,500 and it's a wooden trophy. But it's really about the... What's the wooden trophy look like? It's... <laughs> There's handmade trophies for each of these things in Sable, and I got the one, the turkey one, ripped out of my hands. You remember that story? Oh, yeah, you lost that one. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, but I was given it as the winner, and then it got ripped out of my hands because of a miscalculation. That's how I felt about the Aloha Bowl. Yeah, exactly. I was given the MVP, and then they took it away in the last two yeah. minutes. So the wooden trophy, it's just, I mean, it looks like something a sixth grader would make in shop class. And it, it starts with, like, you know, like the evolution chart? Yeah. So it starts with a with a fat guy, and then there's like four of them that gets to a skinny guy, and it says "Save the Biggest Loser." So like I would have that for a year, and I would put it right here on the desk, and that would mean more to me than anything. And again, it's not the amount of weight you lose; it's the percentage. percentage. Of weight yeah, exactly. It's the percentage. So I'm, I know you're very focused in because you were asking me about this Chroma Cleanse. I which was. I said it's a five day Chroma Cleanse, which you can stay active with. As you know, like the Prolong Cleanse, you really can't stay active. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean you're not supposed to. Okay, I mean, that's a that you're going right into a fast mimicking the whole thing. Yeah, this, how, this chroma cleanse. We're going to see how this works. How much uh, does the chroma cleanse cost? <laughs> a little, little pricey. Oh, is it? I'm on their website now. There's various. I don't know what level Boomer did. Limited edition, deluxe, or deluxe extra gold package. Whatever that. Signature one. edition. Which one did you do? I think I. Uh, so the one that I got does not come with the frother because I have a frother. They actually send a one with a frother, I think. Yeah, that's the deluxe. It comes yeah, with the I essential I did not get tools. the deluxe edition. All right, so you got the signature I edition? I probably got the signature. Did you get the little bag that it comes with a like positive saying on it to put your your... Your pro, your products in? No, no, no. I did not get the little bag with the positive save. So it wasn't a signature edition. What's the other one? Uh, there's a limited edition. No, the limited edition is the one that comes with the the saying. Okay. So it's signature. You got signature. I did get signature, right? Yes. All right. And that is? $3.95. For five days? For five days of quality cleansing. I'm not ponchic, a poncho karma cleansing. And I'm not going to some, you know, <laughs> darkness retreat. I don't need that. I just need. But this is how it starts. I, I have a reset, and Sydney says it works. And if Sydney says it works, it works. That's a lot of freaking money, man, for a like a five day. But you got it's all about health and safety and all eat, that. poop, and die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's what I think the Pachacarma <laughs> cleanse is. I think that's exactly what you end up doing. Oh my goodness! So yeah, but I so I start out yeah with with my uh, macchiata. <laughs> right, so you still like such an old man. I know. Yeah, I start my day with a macchiata. I and think then that's I why I think read the newspaper, have a bowel yeah, movement after my macchiata. Movement. Oh yeah. All right, so if. Be honest with me. Yes. Because you've had a lot of these things that you have done. I've tried, yeah. 
If one of them didn't work, would you be honest with us? I would 100%. Because the, prolon, I, the prolon works. It's pretty severe, but it works. And yeah. you know it. You did it. Yeah. Gina did it. Yes, yes we both did. Yes. And it works. It was five days. Five days, yeah. And you, and you got to kind of really focus in on it, but you got to stay busy. Because if you don't, then you're going to want to eat and you can't eat. That's right, exactly. So This right. one has a little bit more oomph to it. And right. I'm, I'm able to play hockey on it. I'm able to ride my bike on it. All right, all right. What about that one back in Astoria that you and Craig did? It they, it was some green drinks. Some oh, that was with the in. models. That's because the models had the green drinks. So we had to you know have the models in with the green drinks. You remember that, Al? Yes. That, it was I, almost, I almost gagged on that man. I, that was all right. So you, there has been ones that you haven't liked. Well, that one, I like. Okay. I, I, I took a drink of it and I almost vomited on the air <laughs> in front of the models. There were who were the three models that were? There was three of them, right? Yeah, I, I do not recall. Man, that was embarrassing. Right, you didn't get the models that were doing cocaine. You got the models that were doing the green drink. <laughs> whatever <laughs> that, whatever that, whatever that juice was, man, that was brutal. And how about the bone broth one? That was one you did. Bone with- broth that works, but I, you know, the thing about the bone broth, this has bone broth in it. This, okay, uh, this uh, chroma cleanse. Yeah, you'd love that bone broth. You used to give me, feed me the bone broth, and be like, "It's supposed to be a taste like a hot chocolate, but it's bone broth." Yeah, like, that's right, dog. I was like, hey, whatever. I, hey, I just let Sydney give me a gift. Yeah, you know. but don't you feel like this? This was my take on on Aaron Rodgers, and I don't yeah. know if Sydney fits into this box. Yeah, but like when you get to like a certain level of life where everything is going really well, yeah. you start searching for things that you wouldn't normally search for. And that's why Aaron Rodgers, like Sydney's got it amazing right now. Two beautiful daughters. No she sleep. Lo- she looks fantastic, but that'll that'll improve. She looks right. fantastic. Got a wonderful husband, a loving parents, brother, like everything. So like I feel like, you know, when you got everything going like that, sometimes yeah. you start searching like, like, is there more? Can I make it even better than it is? And then you find yourself paying seven hundred dollars for five days to go poop. Oh, I only paid three ninety nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. She probably got the limited edition. You know she she did. She had the frother. She did. She got the frother. And I told her, I don't need the frother. I got frothers. By the way, that frother, I use it every day. I told you. With my metabuzal. Yeah. It's perfect. It is awesome. Al, you a frother guy now? Uh, Now I am, yeah. You got to mix things up. Got to mix them up, Mix it up, baby. I I have a text into Sydney about the chroma cleanse. All right, okay. I mean, I just feel like, you know, what is she searching for here? What does she need the chroma cleanse for? She's an animal. She's uh, I know, but she, she does the Pilates like and she does the um, soul the cycle. Soul cycle. She doesn't need this. This is for you who has too many Oreos and feels like he's got to get back to normal. I'm not eating Oreos today, baby. No, I know you're not, but for her, it's like it's unnecessary. It's like it's over right. the top. I had a nice clean dinner last night. A little salmon. Very clean, very clean. I mean, it's, you know, coming clean. back from the DR, man, you're just going 100 miles oh, yeah. an hour. You're just like, yeah, you're just re- eating pigs that are just on the spit, just right. going up there. Mikey <sighs> K had 18, you know, drinks of uh, watermelon juice and vodka. <laughs> it started, started, started at 8 o'clock in the, in the morning and oh ended at midnight. Wow. Yeah, that's excessive. And he won all the money. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so, by, by the way, real quickly. People are asking me about this golf trip and what kind of go- you know what kind of money we play for. Yeah, yeah. Eight guys. Everybody puts in a thousand dollars. All right. Okay. So it's not it's eight thousand bucks. There's a two man best ball that wins. Okay. There's an individual 
that wins. Okay. So every day, it, it cha- and you change the teams every day, depending, you know. I like that. You can't play with the same guy every day. So three out of the four days, the guys that were my partner the day before ended up being against me in my foursome the next day. And those are the guys that won. Okay. When they play with me, they play like crap. <laughs> when they course. played against me, mm-hmm. they played great. And yeah. their 10 and 11 handicaps showed up. Sure. And now those guys at one can afford the Chroma Cleanse. Now. Yes, I, that's, well, <laughs> yeah, they probably did already. I get it. Sports Network. Jerry Recco is back with us, and he's got another update. What's going on, Jerry? Morning, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. You guys have touched on all the football stuff. As news comes, we will let you know. I saw the Trey Wingo stuff you guys were discussing with uh, Aaron Rodgers. You got Daniel Jones in this 4 p.m. deadline today to get a deal done. Franchise tag, who knows? Lamar Jackson in uh, Baltimore. Uh, as well, certainly a possibility to get a deal done. Maybe not. We'll see. And you got Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs getting franchise tags. Same thing with uh, Evan um, Evan Ingram with the Jaguars. And yes, Derek Carr goes to the Saints and the Chiefs releasing Frank Clark. So a lot going on in the NFL. Very, very busy day. And Geno Smith with a three-year contract in Seattle. Meantime, you got the uh, spring baseball. So you got the WBC coming up uh, soon. Some players have certainly left their teams. Others have stuck around. Yankees Pirates yesterday. Aaron Boone with a home run. His first Aaron Boone. Aaron Judge with a side. We got it cool say, if he did though. Oh, he so is he, in uniform. I thought you were going to say in batting practice or something. That'd be like, cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be neat, though, if he actually took the... Um, he probably does take batting practice. I bet yeah. you he still hit one out. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, Why listen, not? Buck Showalter's still hitting fungos out there, so yeah. Aaron Boone's got to be doing something. There you go. So Judge Homers, he only got two at-bats uh, last night. He says that was in the cards for us. We planned out a, a short day today for Aaron. I just wanted him to go through game routine with a DH and a couple of at-bats, and I figured once he put one in the seats, that was that was good for tonight. That was no a maintenance doubt. day. Mate, well, he's going to start playing left field now. Oh, yeah. He's going to get a really? couple of games in left field, for real. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Um, here was Domingo Herman through three scoreless innings. He struck out four, only gave up a hit. Here was Jose Trevino. I thought he threw the ball well tonight. He was locating all his pitches, um, had command of everything, uh, and he looked good. And so that's good news for the Yankees and their staff. As we know, the Mets are dealing with injuries to their rotation, which we'll get to in just a moment. Uh, Yankees do have the day off today. There's your maintenance day. And they'll be back at it uh, tomorrow. As for the Mets and that injury, it's Jose Quintana. Stress fracture in one of his ribs. No timetable, but it sounds like he is going to be gone for quite a while. A couple of months at least. Yeah. I'll tell you, Mike White played with five broken ribs. He did. Yep. Played poorly, but he did. One other note from spring training. You player hate, safety. You hate when you're speaking of player safety. Yeah. Uh, Justin Turner is now a member of the Boston Red Sox. I take you to the first inning yesterday. Red Sox Tigers. I forget the kid's name. Matt Manning, I think, was the pitcher uh, on the mound for Detroit when this happened. To one. Oh, my God. It's Turner. Look out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please be more helmet. No, that's blood. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Uh, he is okay. His wife tweeted out that they were back home. Some stitches, no broken bones in his face, which is unbelievable. And as of now, or at least as of yesterday, no concussion either. Did it hit flush on his face? Or did it hit he's, the helmet? He's, and he's, 
bleeding pretty good. I don't it know. Like it hit the side of the nose. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like his right underneath his left eye. I mean, it looks like he's right-handed, so his left eye, right underneath the left eye, the nose. Maybe he's got a nosebleed. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of blood. That's for damn sure. Well, it's like, like a hockey player. They got blood all over the place. They do have blood all over the place. And Justin Turner's a tough guy. He'll be back. Yeah, no, he'll be, yeah, I'm sure he'll be back next week. He didn't break anything. So next week he might be back. Uh, the be hockey okay. player will be back in the middle of the game. Well, this is spring training, though. Okay. Probably no need to come back and rush it back, but certainly You're scary, probably right. Yep. Scary scene. Very scary. Uh, Knicks have been a scary team for other teams lately. They've won nine straight games. They go for ten in a row against the Hornets tonight. You got the Nets in Houston. We'll have that for you on the fan. We talked about the Cavaliers and the Celtics last hour. So the game goes to overtime after Grant Williams misses free throws. This is the Celtics, by the way, blowing a 14-point lead to start the fourth quarter. And then the Cavs took advantage in the overtime. Cavs down one. Levert against Brogdon. Levert left corner. Stevens three on the way. And they would win 118-114. That was Cavs Radio with the call there. Cleveland trailed by 14 going into the fourth, outscored them 31-17. And then uh, they win it in the OT 40 for Donovan Mitchell in this game. Who, you were asking me last hour, was he screwing around with Grant Mitchell at the free throw line? Grant Williams, right? Uh, Grant Williams. <clears throat> Who's Grant Mitchell? I have no idea. Sounds like a vice president from the 1800s. You know what's so funny, too, is I wrote Grant Williams, and I said Grant Mitchell. Well, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. you know. Mitchell on Got your, your head there a little bit. So, Williams... Yeah, we heard you. Um, <laughs> here is Williams. Um, did he say he would make those free throws at the end? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, we have a, a PA call on Thursday. I think it is a Friday. So, I was just like, let's just miss one and talk about it. Let's <laughs> see what happens. And... Um, he gave us both, and I almost lost us the game. I didn't box out Marcus Smart. He came yeah, well, it didn't matter because he missed the free throws. So, But the Cavaliers win, um, and they take it in overtime, 118-114. Now, I also told you about the Nuggets and Raptors last hour. So you go to the end of this game. Denver's got the ball. Um, it's close, though. It's a two-point game, and then this happens in the closing seconds. Ten on the shot clock. He's guarded by Van Vliet. High pick from Jokic. Murray whips it down low to Gordon. He leans in on Pirtle. Foul first on Jakob Pirtle. Oh, my goodness. That is such a stones call right there. Technical foul, and he's ejected as Scotty Barnes. That just buried the Raptors. This game's going to be over. Holy cow. <laughs> yes, and wow. it turned out it was over. 118-113 would be the final. Here was Barnes. So what was the magic word? What did you do or say to the official? I was just saying something to myself, and uh, I guess he took offense to it. So uh, it just took me out of the game. It was, uh, it was just like normal talk. I felt like uh, I got fouled on something, so I just told him about it a little bit. Uh, now, here's the interesting thing. There's one of these guys on YouTube who probably makes a fortune with these videos who tries to read lips and breaks down the play. He's claiming, I don't see it, but he's claiming that uh, he was blaming the official for fixing it or something like that. Oh, oh that would get it done. Good. Yeah. Now, I don't see that. I, I watched the same video. I don't know where he gets that from, huh. but he, the guy's got like 260,000 subscribers. 
So it's not like it's just some Yahoo that's you know that put that out there. Like this guy has put a lot and of these no NBA audio. Out. He's just lip reading. Yeah, I, he's got to be because all the audio I've seen and all these all the video footage, you can't hear anything. I'll tell you what, if I were a referee and somebody compared me I to Tim, Don- Tim yeah. Donaghy, I'd be like, "You're out." Yes, see ya. So it does make sense. I'm not saying that's what he did. That's what the one guy was claiming. Who knows? Uh, the Nuggets win 118-113. And then how about this final score? This was not overtime. I actually triple-checked this one. 147-143, the Sixers beat the Pacers in four quarters. Yeah, you might get your 200 points there, Jerry. Uh, you might. Uh, maybe next season. Uh, Joel Embiid, how about his night? 42 points. He goes a perfect, who says big guys can't shoot free throws? 19 of 19 from the line. And your guy, uh, Boomer, James Harden, uh, 14 points, 20 assists. He's such a great distributor. Unselfish. That's what you call a team player. He he, he actually, you know, he was when he was here. And he wanted out because he saw what Kyrie was doing. And he said, get me the hell out of here. No, he didn't say get me the hell out of here. He goes, I'm not going to play anymore. I'm just going to lag. Yeah, he actually played well when he was here. And all three of those guys were on the court together. It was four games. Yeah, no, it was good. (laughs) That was the problem. It was like 13 games. 13 games. Yep. Get me the hell out of here. It was really awesome. Uh, Hofstra lost in the semifinals of the CAA tournament. They lost to UNC Wilmington 79-73. Speedy Claxton um, says, no excuses. They beat us, and that be that. All the credit goes to Wilmington. They beat us tonight. They came out. Had a great game plan. You know, they were the tougher, more physical team, and most of the time, um, in college basketball, the, the, more, the tougher team wins. Now watch this shot here. Look at this. Oh, to tie sucks. the game with 16 seconds to go. Halfway yeah. down. They just couldn't hit a shot. They could not hit a shot in the, the last two minutes of regulation. They couldn't hit a shot in overtime. The only way that they scored was at the free throw line. They were down three with like 10 seconds to go in regulation. Got fouled behind the arc. Three straight free throws. Made it tied. Went into overtime when UNC Wilmington couldn't. Uh, score and then they just couldn't hit a shot in overtime either isn't it amazing like all these guys are so damn good and it happens in the nba too where they're even better well they will go stretches of four five six seven eight minutes where they can't make a shot yep and yet they could make those shots in their sleep and that one was halfway down and wide open i know and just i and they were celebrating when it was in the air everybody thought it was going down there's a Right out. Yeah. So that's the end of that. Yep, yep, yep. That'd be this. So they'll probably be in the NIT, right? Yes. They're guaranteed a spot in the NIT? I think with the regular season victory right. in the CAA, that I believe guarantees them a spot in the NIT. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, the automatic bid up for grabs next for that conference. You got St. Peter's and Fairfield in the first round of the MAC tournament tonight. Manhattan takes on Maris tonight. Um, Oilers beat the Sabres 3-2. Notable because Connor McDavid scored not one but two goals. He's got 54 <laughs> on the season. Pretty damn impressive for sure. Uh, Devils Maple Leafs tonight and the Islanders take on the Sabres. This Good season. test for the uh, Devils tonight. No doubt. Absolutely. Yep. Litmus test. <laughs> Litmus, Litmus test, test game. Yeah. They put Ryan O'Reilly on the long-term IR with a broken finger. I know that doesn't matter mean anything to you, but it does to me. CBS Sports Network. Philip Rivers apparently reached out to the Dolphins and the 49ers late last year and talked about unretiring. And I can guarantee you I know exactly when that was. It's during the playoffs, and he's watching Skylar Thompson, who actually didn't play all that bad, but Skylar Thompson playing in a playoff game. 
And he's also watching what happened to the 49ers when Brock Purdy went down. And then it goes to Josh Johnson and he goes down. And then they got to have Christian McCaffrey basically running the offense for a little bit. And then Purdy coming out and not throwing the ball. That's when Phillip Rivers is like, for crying out loud, I could do this. If you got these guys starting playoff games, I can do it. But he can't at 41 years old. I, I think he's it. Yeah, not, not, not start and be successful. Not 17 games. Not him. He does physically. I don't. He, mentally, yes. Throwing wise, yes. But I think just overall physically making it through a 17 game season. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady could do it because he gets rid of the ball faster than any human being possible. It doesn't hold on to it and plays. You know, get you know, you know, kill the guy with the football. <laughs> sure. I'm going to throw it somewhere else to get it out of my hands. Um, but yeah, you know, I can understand why anybody under those circumstances last year who had just retired can think that they would be better than the guy that the teams ultimately put out there. But I, I just can't imagine that teams would even entertain that unless, of course, right like right now, I could entertain it. I could I could think that if I'm San Francisco or Miami, I I could entertain it. Really? It's 41 for years Tom old? Brady, for Tom Brady. Oh, for Tom Brady. Yes. I was going to say for Philip Rivers. Oh, my God. But Tom Brady's just oh, yeah. literally coming off the field. And he and played well last year. Played great last year, albeit with all the outside distractions and influences and everything that he had dealt with in his personal life. But um, he still could play, man. That's why I'm hoping he comes back. I, I want him to go to San Francisco. Yeah, I know. I mean, he, won't, that- he won't because his family and the kids live down in Florida. Yeah, and that's where he wants to be. He wants to be near them. And I still think, I got to tell you this, I still think for him, being the starting quarterback in the NFL is a big thing for his kids. I'm sure it is, but how about him being around more? Is that a big thing for his kids, too? Him and Tyreek Hill? Well, he will be around more because he'll be in Miami. And I always tell you that playing quarterback for an NFL team is like a real job. I mean, you get up, you go to work. When your work day's over, you come home. Yeah, it's not like you're a baseball player and you're on the road for two weeks, or a hockey player you're on the road for ten days, or even a basketball player. Same thing. Those guys go away for two to three weeks at a time. Football player, you are home every night. Yeah, except for the night before a game, and sometimes your family travels with you during that time. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But it's it's really when you when you break it down, it's the most normal uh, of all the professional sports in terms of your living arrangements. He He's not going to do it. And I know we were talking about Rich Eisen. He was the one who had the Tom Brady. Keep an eye on Tom Brady in Miami. And, you know, Eddie reminds me, too, Rich Eisen, Michigan man, Stephen Ross, Michigan man, Tom Brady, Michigan man, all these Michigan men getting together. So it's always a Michigan man, man. Shooting the breeze about what's going on. Anybody ask Jim Harbaugh what he thinks? Uh, no, I don't think so. Him then not going to the NFL again. I think he's probably, it'll happen again next year. Jim Harbaugh will try to get an NFL job again next year, even though he said he's never going to try to do it again. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be happy, I guess, because I get to see Tom Brady play again. But I just, he, when he looked, he sounded serious this day, but for real, for real. He was just kind of, this he time was, for real. You got to remember, he was coming off of basically three months of hell. Yeah. Dealing with the wife down in Costa Rica. With the jiu-jitsu with the family. Yeah. Dealing with, you know, his own football team where everything relied on him to do everything, you know, pretty much everything. So. How is Mike McDaniel going to coach Tom Brady? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mike McDaniel's like, what, 10, 12 years younger than Tom Brady is? He's going to say, look, man, here's, here goes Waddle. Here goes Tyreek Hill. Pick, your, pick whoever you want to throw it to. Yeah, I guess so. He's not going to, like, try to coach him, though. 
Yeah, but, sure. I mean, like, we all want to be given a roadmap on what to do on the field, and we need to talk it through. So there is a coaching aspect to all of it. I don't think you're going to sit there and tell him how to throw and, how to, you know, where to put his feet. I mean, Tom works on that stuff endlessly. So he's almost picture perfect every time he does throw the ball. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about coaching that part of it. I mean, with Zach Wilson, that's the part you got to coach. Get your feet set, know where you're going, get rid of the ball, make the decision, read the defense. Brady can do that in his sleep. Yeah, but you told me that you know Bruce Arians being there and holding him accountable for times he would make some dumb decisions still at that age and all the experience was better for him than someone like Todd Bowles who wouldn't call him out for stuff like that. I don't think Mike McDaniel calls him out for stuff like that either. I don't think you I don't think you would have to, but I think Mike McDaniel calling the plays, Tom Brady's not gonna be calling the plays. You know, Brian Byron Leftwich was supposedly the next head coach yeah. in waiting. And, you know, all of a sudden Bruce Arians is not there, team falls apart, and now Byron Leftwich gets fired. <laughs> and did he, you know, I mean, did he like go this, anywhere else? Uh, I, I'm not sure if he's uh, hooked on with anybody else yet, but I'm sure it was an, uh, an amazing experience for him. But because a team has success, because they're loaded, you know, that just doesn't mean they're going to turn into a great head coach. Yeah, he has not been anywhere. He has not been picked up by any other coaching <clears> staff right now. So, I mean, you would you would have thought that he might have. Like Mike Lafleur got picked up by Sean McVay immediately, yeah, but he's in that he's in that Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt Lafleur, Rob Sala kind of world. That's yeah. they're all picking and poaching from each other. Or if somebody gets run out of town, well, go run to somebody else that's in that group. Yeah. You know, it's it's seems like that. It, no, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't seem like anything. It is that. Yeah, the uh, the incestuous nature of coaching in the NFL. It is that. 100% it is that. Yeah, man. You look at any head coach, you look at their staff, you will see exactly what, you know, somebody from somebody's past, somebody that gave somebody a hand up, now needs a hand up themselves. That that's you scratch my back, I scratch my back, and I play within the same sand pit that you do, and we're all going to make sure that we take care of each other. Well, I mean, hell, that's what the Jets are doing too to try to attract the quarterback, is they brought in two guys who have been on staffs before that have worked with two quarterbacks that they were interested in, and plus Nathaniel Hackett was working for Matt Lafleur. That is right. So it's and all kind of like here we go, it comes full circle again. Yeah, they just recycle each other. You know what they should do because they brought in Todd Downing to be the pass game coordinator because he worked with Derek Carr. That was a big reason why. Now they should just fire him. Just get rid of him. Or Ryan Tannehill. Oh, no. <clears throat> I don't. I mean, Ryan had a couple of really good years in there because he had a great offensive line, great running game. Vrabel was a very good head coach. And he played well, and they were the one seed a couple years ago. Yep. But that's not the guy. Yeah, it, sounds, it looks like Tennessee is still going to stay with him, and that's, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um. Because there's not many other choices out there. So if they lose out on Aaron Rodgers, is there any chance that they look at Lamar Jackson, the Jets? Because they feel like they can't, they have to hit a home run if he doesn't re-sign, obviously, with the Ravens? I mean... Who's your rookie of the year? The rookie of the... Garrett Who's Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Garrett Wilson. Do you want Garrett Wilson to be happy or do you want him to be unhappy? <laughs> do you want your owner to be happy? Would your owner rather saying, have, I, would your you owner like, rather have Lamar Jackson not, or Jimmy not, Garoppolo? All right, so Lamar Jackson is going to cost you compensation and is going to cost you a lot of money. They're not, and and I, you know, look. All right. I, how many times have I told you there's a belief that that Lamar Jackson quit on the Baltimore Ravens? 
there is a belief that that is out there. Yeah, I'm just. I am not taking a guy, giving him all this money for a guy that I probably would have believed also that he quit on the Ravens. I'm just not doing it. And I'm not giving up like free draft choices to sure. get him here. I, I just think that if Woody Johnson, who said all this stuff about, you know, plug and play. Rogers. Yeah, okay, but if it's not, I'm saying, if he ends up, Aaron Rodgers like, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to go to the Jets. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be that definitively. Yeah. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. So you don't even think that there's a plan B at this point? I'm sure that they they have a fallback plan if it doesn't work, but I really feel like it's trending Aaron Rodgers. I, we know that it's trending, but you just said it's going to be. It's <laughs> different between it's trending and it's going to be. I yeah, hear Boomer Esiason say, say it's going to be something. Nobody, I believe it's going to be something. Nobody has told me anything. I'm just saying I believe he will be the quarterback of the Jets next year. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And if it's not, then it's going to be a complete mess. Total oh, if disaster. Not, if it's not, then Total it's... rubble disaster. Just prepare yourself for it. Awful. People screaming. They screwed it up. They should have signed Carr. Why did you put your faith in this wacko? And he left you at the altar. Now we're going to have to watch guys like Ryan Tannehill, Andy Dalton, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Rob Sala is going to get fired. The Jets... Yes. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston would be awesome. <laughs> that would be the most exciting season we've had around here in a long. He just he closes his eyes and throws the ball down the field. It's amazing to watch. Um, but I mean, that's what's going to happen. If, if it's not, they're they're screwed. And that's why I think like Woody Johnson would he be so desperate that he would go to Joe Douglas and go find a way to get me Lamar Jackson. Hey, the bigger the biggest question is: Are they going to give him number twelve? Yeah, Joe Namath already said it was okay. Okay. You talk about Aaron Rodgers, yes. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no, Joe Namath was on. I believe he was on with Tiki and Tierney and told him that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I will. mean, do you do that though? Do you unretire the number? And if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you do that? If oof, if they're willing to give it to you, then I say you take it. That's what I would do. That's your number two. You've made a lot of that number throughout your career. It's not meaning you're not disrespecting Joe Namath if he doesn't feel disrespected. So who were we to say anything? Joe Namath's the only one that could have a problem with it. You know, the fans shouldn't care as much as Joe Namath cares. Well, I'm just saying if you're Aaron Rodgers. I'm not. I'm just saying if you're yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you, take you played it. 18 years in the 12 jersey up there in Green Bay. You take it. They're going to retire your jersey someday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> when that day arrives, that's great. Why wouldn't you just come to New York and start a new break and, and don't touch a, a, another Hall of Famer's number, whether he wants you to or not. Like It's like, there's nobody coming to the Knicks and wearing number 10. I'm sorry, or number 19. There's just not. It's just not happening. If LeBron had signed in his prime and said he wanted 10 and Clyde said, okay, you can have it, he would have worn it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, is anybody at the Lakers wearing, you know, Kobe's numbers? Well, Kobe died tragically. I mean, come on. You know what it's I'm saying? A Hall of Famer. It's totally different because you can't get that blessing from him. He's dead. What happens? His family said yes. Nobody would even ask, man. It's a totally different kettle of fish. I'm no, like, sorry. So if you told me that Patrick Kane was coming to the Rangers, said I want number eleven, or don't trade me there. You ain't touching number eleven. You're not touching. Uh, Ah, you guys want a cane pretty bad. You're not touching it, man. You're you not touching it. You want a cane pretty bad. You yeah, well, he got 88. He got the number that he wanted anyway. But he's oh. not. he was not going to ask for 11. Uh, Joe's on Long Island. What's going on, Joe? Hey, so 
Joe Montana wore 16 his whole career, mm -hmm. and not for nothing, but I would give Joe Montana the edge over Aaron Rodgers, and he switched his number when he went to the Chiefs at the end of his career. So Rodgers does not need to unretire the only Jet number that ever actually mattered. Just so he could say was it Len, was Len Dawson, Dawson was 16? 16. Yes, yeah, yes, right. He was, yes. So, so it's the same thing. It's like, it's the same situation. Yeah, and Len Dawson won Super Bowl four. Right. Namath won Super Bowl three. I mean, yeah. but did Len, Do did Len Dawson say, I mean, I don't know, it was an article from 1994, whatever the hell this was. I have it no says idea, it. but that's a very, that's a, that is an appropriate comparison. Sure. And by the way, the other appropriate comparison that you made yesterday, mm -hmm. and you probably didn't even realize it. Well, you should have realized it because you made the comparison. <laughs> <laughs> but how close of a comparison you made yesterday was between Bryce Young and Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are ex almost exactly the same size. Just that uh, Bryce Young's arms are a little bit longer. And his hands are a little bit bigger. Yeah, I mean, he plays bigger somehow. Like, if you watch highlights of both of those guys, Bryce yeah. Young just plays bigger where, you know, Kyler Murray plays like Faster. a... Faster. Sure. He runs around like a maniac. He does. And he just looks smaller. I don't right. know. Something about... Even though they're the same height, they just one looks smaller than the other. So this last comparison that this caller just made is perfect. Joe Montana called Len Dawson and told him that the 16 jersey belonged to him and he'd wear 19. There you go. That's Joe Montana for you. He decided to wear 19 and ask, the, rather than ask Dawson. But, Joe, Joe Montana right now Joe sitting Namath here. Joe Namath already told Rodgers would be okay. We are sitting here right now. Joe Montana, one of the greatest top five players in NFL history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He didn't do any, what was it? What? He didn't do, he didn't do any cleanse. He didn't, he didn't do any darkness retreat. He just knew what was the right thing to do. Sure. Things have changed. Ponch of karma cleanse. Ponch of karma cleanse is what you, say, yeah, yes. what you were trying to say. Yes. I don't know, man. If, I'm, if Joe Namath's willing to give it to me and I'm the guy who's got to bring the Jets another Super Bowl championship, I'm putting it on my back and I'm saying the magic is back. I'm going to bet you 500 bucks. <laughs> I'll bet you five hundred bucks that Rogers that if, that, if Rogers comes here, he's not wearing twelve. Oh. I got I, I and, and I'm putting my stock into who Aaron Rodgers is and how deep and thoughtful a thinker he is. Well, yeah, right. But then he doesn't care about silly things like numbers. Then he cares then, about the global view. He just ah, it's a number. He's slap, a, it on, he's, he, slap it on my back. I'm twelve. No. I'm 12. Nope. I, you know what Aaron Rodgers say? I, I, I had the better career. 500? All right, $500. He'll say, I had the better career than Joe Namath. I'm sorry, but I'm 12. He's lucky that I put 12. He's not going to do that. That's what he's going to say. not going to do that. He's right. going to respect history. He's going to respect the greatness of Joe Namath and what Joe Namath was able to accomplish at the, at really the beginning of what is now today the NFL. By the way, we for our radio audience, we shook on $500. Yes, we did shake. We did shake, so everybody knows this is now real. Five hundred. This is you want real. To get the owl to hold. Or no, I don't carry around that amount of cash on me in New York you City. Hold it, Al? I'd love to hold the cash. Yeah, I gotta lock it up in the office. It's like escrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yes. Make a bet, give it up. All right, all right, very good.
Brian Boomer and Gio coming to you live for the Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We await the next steps with Daniel Jones of the Giants with 4 p.m. deadline. Also, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets now that Derek Carr is gone. So, the prevailing thought out there that gets talked about the most why Derek Carr ended up going to the New Orleans Saints was the New Orleans Saints were not waiting on Aaron Rodgers. They had Derek Carr as their first choice. They gave him the contract offer. He accepted it while the Jets were asking for patience from Derek Carr to see how the Aaron Rodgers thing played out. And he said, ah, I don't want to be patient anymore. I don't want to deal with that. I like being liked, and I'm going to go to the New Orleans Saints, and it's in the NFC South, and that's an easier division to win. But there is another layer to this that you talked about prior to Casa de Campo that could be a big factor in the decision-making process because Derek Carr did like the Jets. Derek Carr was reported to have been leaning towards the Jets at some point during this negotiation process and then obviously went to the New Orleans Saints, and that is the presence of one Zach Wilson. 100%. And you told us prior to a couple days off that Derek Carr was going to be hesitant about having Zach Wilson there because what Derek Carr wants is to come in, be the unquestioned starter, not have any nonsense happen to him like happened last year where he was just discarded and he knows how much the Jets still are hung up on Zach Wilson and if he plays a couple of bad games and they feel like Zach Wilson is maturing, he doesn't want to go and sit on the bench. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Which sounds crazy. What, what did I tell you? The first question that Derek Carr had to ask Joe Douglas when they first sat down. What the hell's going on with Zach Wilson? Exactly. So, and Joe Douglas didn't lie to him, said he's going to be here next year. You know, we still have a belief that someday this young man's going to be able to figure it out in the NFL. Maybe someone like Geno Smith, who knows? Hopefully you don't have to wait 10 years for that. But Derek Carr didn't want to sit in that situation. Mm -hmm. And even if the Jets told him, hey, look, we are waiting on Aaron Rodgers and we got to see what he wants to do. If you could just hang on for a minute, we'll know relatively soon because the cap situation that now is going to take hold starting March 15th. Green Bay Packers need to know what's going on. So that decision's coming relatively quickly here. Now. Sure. Well, <clears throat> let's hope. Well, it is. It's going to come quickly, and that's why I think he's going to be a Jet. But, um, again, I knew that that was one of the things that was going to bother Derek Carr. Let that they you. were going to keep and hold on to Zach Wilson, where it doesn't bother Aaron Rodgers at all. As a matter of fact, this could be the best of both worlds. If they could get a year or two out of Aaron Rodgers at a very high level, which I still think he can play at, and have Zach Wilson sit behind his idol and watch how it's done, then, you know, who knows what happens in three years from now. You want this fan base to hate Zach Wilson more than they already do. Aaron Rodgers decides not to come to the Jets. Wouldn't be because of that. No, hold on. No, 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 no. We know that because Aaron Rodgers only played for a couple of years. But let's say he decides not to come to the Jets. Then they have to go in this disaster of a pool of other quarterbacks. And then that storyline that we're talking about gains more traction. And then you find out you could have had Derek Carr. Mm. But the Zach Wilson being there made Derek Carr think twice. And then the fans are going to say, are you kidding me? Now we're stuck with Andy effing Dalton when we could have had Derek Carr. And we waited on Aaron Rodgers and began to get, you kept Zach Wilson. You guys couldn't have screwed this thing up even more, any more you than know, you did. I even told you <clears throat> before this, this whole thing even started is that, you know, Derek, Derek Carr wasn't going to be a great fit here anyway. 
They didn't like his personality fit with New York. Yeah. Right, that's all. I mm-hmm. mean, he's a great guy, and, and I he could be my starting quarterback. I just wouldn't want him here in New York. That's all. It's a different animal. It's a different place. I think Aaron Rodgers can handle it perfectly. Um, I'd like to think that there are a few other guys out there that if, in fact, they have to pivot and look at other pivot players, time. that they could handle New York and all the you know slings and arrows that come along with it. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't think Derek Carr was the greatest quarterback in the world. I think that the fact that he was available when he was, and he's an upgrade over a lot of guys in the league, that snowball kept growing and growing and growing, and he's someone you don't really have to worry about. I mean, you know he's going to work hard. You know he's going to be there. You know he's been a good teammate. So all of those things made him, I think, more valuable at this point in time than maybe he really is. And it's about... When you hit, we've talked about it before. I'm actually a little surprised that he didn't get more money. You know, and more years. I thought maybe five years and more guaranteed money, but, you know, it is what it is. It's $100 million guaranteed. And, you know, you heard Dennis Allen talking about him yesterday, just waxing poetic on all the things that you just said. Mm hmm. Yes, perfect. Well, Rob Sala also did that same thing. I mean, he loved Derek Carr. Talked about how great of a guy he was. And he could, you know, and all the reports that came out, you could be a Hall of Famer here. You could win a Super Bowl championship well, here. All that's that where stuff. I think Derek Carr probably rolled his eyes. But I do. But why, though? I don't do you think he believes in himself? Yeah, he does. But, you know, when somebody on, you know, you're going to be a Hall of Famer if you come here. I mean, you know, whatever. But I just, um, and I do believe that Rob Sala, and I take him at his word for it, that, that they love Derek Carr. Yeah. There isn't a person in the league that doesn't love the man, who he is, the guy, the type of guy he is, the type of leader he is. And he'll immerse himself immediately in the New Orleans community, much like Drew Brees did. Immediately. Oh, of course. Yes. And that's, that is very true. I mean, those two guys, very similar personalities. But I, I know I was a guy who said, get rid of Daniel Jones. I don't want to see him on the team. And he went out and he won a playoff game and he had this great season. He's going to get paid. But where I'm at right now with the Jets and them holding up this whole process, partly because of Zach Wilson and wanting to keep him around, I hate that. I hate I, that I for the organization. That, I think, I think, and I believe that they know that Aaron Rodgers is going to come here. I believe that. Man, I you, really keep, you keep ratcheting this up every, by the minute here. I do, I do believe it. And the other thing I, I, man, uh, oh man, oh man. I, I also uh, understand is that $37.5 million is the AAV for, uh, for Derek Carr. I am not paying Daniel Jones more than that money. I'm telling you, Daniel Jones, if they are offering you that money, take it. You got to take it. Take you, it. You can't. You can't be holding out for forty-five million dollars. Now at least we have some sort of parameters of some of these new quarterback contracts. Yeah, with Geno Smith and with Derek Carr. Uh, let me ask you this question: Gino, um, Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? Who are you, who are you taking? Daniel Jones. You're going to take the. the right, so then, therefore, you're saying that he he should get a bigger contract no. than Derek Carr. No. I think that he's he's earned that type of money. You, if I would have asked you that at the beginning of the season, I would have said Derek Carr ten times out of ten, right? Twice on Sunday, but after this past year, and you're talking about winning a playoff game, and I, I and the, did you see the graphic that Stephen and the and the guys over there and gals over there at the CBS Sportsnet put up about Derek Carr and his comebacks and. Where he ranks and all this other stuff. Uh, Stephen Waldron, do you have a Derek Carr? Did the guys and gals over there make a Derek Carr <laughs> graphic about comebacks? I don't remember seeing this one. Coming at you. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right. Upset wins. First. Game-winning drives. First. Fourth quarter comebacks. 28. First. 
through first NFL, first nine NFL seasons. Okay. How about uh, playoff wins? Do we have that up there or no? <laughs> You're always looking for the negative. You are unbelievable. Is that looking for the negative or is it just facts? Is that, <laughs> someone was looking for the positive in that, were they not? I mean, anybody can find the best. That's pretty impressive, though. Right. Like, the serial killer in the neighborhood, people say, kept to himself. That's a positive, right? <laughs> but he also killed a bunch of people. <laughs> I guess so. So this yes. was looking for the positive, but the guy's playoff wins. And then yeah, then last year, how many games did that team blow? So what if there were yeah, another? But, yeah, but another? was it all his fault, or was it the fault of the defense? And Not then he couldn't overcome. Fault. Then he couldn't overcome the faultiness of the defense. Yeah, I know. But this is see, it's convenient to, to bring those things in. But we talk about the importance of the quarterback and how the great ones don't let that stuff happen. And if you're, if you, I mean, it's going to happen to every one of them, but not multiple times. That's the issue. Look at this. We're big in Levittown here. <laughs> That's, uh, I was going to say the same thing. We are huge in Levittown. Yes. I was right just now. telling Eddie, I don't think I've put up a call from Levittown in a couple months. I've got the two back-to-back. Back-to-back Levittown. Do you remember Bob from Levittown? Not not the, there's a new Bob from Levittown, but the one back in the day he used to have, you used to do the impersonation, Eddie, yourself. You're like, I got two points, one question, and a haiku. <laughs> and he would tell you all the things that he would do before the call, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> That guy's probably dead. I think he sounded like he was knocking on death's door back in like 2006. So he's probably not around now. Uh, William in Levittown. What's going on, William? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, William. What's up? Not much. I heard you say something about Levittown. I'm actually a Queens guy originally. But uh, besides all that, um, I saw an article in the paper this morning about Philip Rivers. Would that be like the most jet thing to do to pick up someone like that just to get... You know, uh, over the, the year hump for a bridge gap or something like that. To, uh, you know, for the next year. I mean, to me, that's what something a Jets would normally do. You know? Yes, you're right. No, I, I, I think so. That that would be one of the worst ideas not happening possible. Right. It, but but he's right. I mean, I'm not saying it's happening or not happening. But that would be yeah. a very jet like thing to to go on. Like yes, you, it's not happening. You would have. You know, you had a shot at Derek Carr, you had a shot at Aaron Rodgers, and end up you, you, you stuck with Philip Rivers, who retired two years ago. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, Philip Rivers is coaching high school football somewhere, isn't he? Isn't he down I think, in Texas or in Carolina somewhere? I'm not sure. I don't know. I He's coaching high school football Definitely. somewhere. It's, it's, I don't think it's Texas. It's probably North Carolina. That's where we go to play for the Panthers and Frank again. Oh, that's right. Cody's right there. I bet she's called him. He doesn't want to deal with that. He's going through a rebuild right now. Like, he reached out to the Dolphins, and he reached out to the Niners, apparently, Philip Rivers. So those are two teams that he felt like were on the precipice. Yeah, but all of this has to do with last year prior to the playoffs is when he called Miami okay. and he called uh, San Francisco. It's not now. Okay. So I don't know why he'd be calling them. Well, I guess with the... Tua injuries, and he's thinking, man, I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, I could do that. And then he's probably thinking Brock Purdy before Brock Purdy got, you know, with all the injuries out there in San Francisco, they got Christian McCaffrey, they got Debo Samuel, they got Brandon Ayuk, they've got one of the best defenses in football. I could do that too. Throw me in there. Want to talk about plug and play? We keep it in Levittown with Lenny. What's going on, Lenny? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Good, Lenny. What do you got? Um, so, 
what do you guys think of the notion that if you do pay Daniel Jones $45 million, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of giving him that number, but towards the end of his contract, if you give him five years at $45 million, it's actually going to be a cheap contract compared to the new, uh, the, the money that the quarterback is going to be getting soon. Um, and at the fact that maybe he does deserve this. I mean, he, he took you guys to the playoffs, he won a game, and he had probably arguably the worst surrounding wide receivers of anybody in the playoffs. Yeah, there's no question that he he deserves a significant bump in salary, much like Geno Smith got. Yeah, but not to the point where it's just in, totally insane. Insane. They they have to I, they have to make a deal, kind of like the one that Derek Carr just did, where you know early on there's a lot of money the first couple of years, you know, and then if he ends up living up to that contract and doing what he just did this year and gotten even better and brings them even deeper into the playoffs, then you rip up the third and fourth year of that contract and then you redo another contract because the salary cap will have gone up then at that point. And by that time, you could say after three years with Brian Dable as your head coach and Mike Kafka, if they have success, might be out of here next year. Who knows? Yeah. But with those guys, at least in this offense, your quarterback has success and he deserves a new contract at that point, then I could see it. I, I'm just saying right now, I'm very reticent to give him any sort of major long-term $45 million a year commitment. Well, what the caller said is what Daniel Jones' agents are saying, which is, look, the cap's going to go up. These guys are going to make so much more money. He's going to be on a bargain contract. But the guys that are going to make that much more money are are out so of Daniel Jones's league in, in meaning that they're much better. Yes, yeah. and by the way, in the third, you could write the contract where in the third year, just like they did with uh, Aaron Rodgers, you have to come to some sort of understanding of like what we're doing here. Either we are redoing the contract and keeping you, or because the contract number is so big, we're going to have to release you. You can do that to protect the quarterback and, and the team as well. Let's go to Steve in White Plains. What's going on, Steve? Hey, boys. How we doing? All right, Steve. What's up? Uh, shout out to my boy Stephen Waldron. I'll see you hopefully soon again. Uh, me and him went to Hofstra together. Love the guy. All right, very good. Shout out Good to morning, Stephen Waldron. You know, uh, you know this guy, Stephen Waldron, the Stephen White plays. This is the guy that you were fighting over fantasy football with. No, I'm not familiar. Who is this? It's Santor. Oh, hey, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the Santor that you hate, Steve, right, Waldron? Is this the guy you tell us about all the time? Oh, about no, we like Santor. Oh, 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 that's a different guy that you hate. All right, okay. all right. anyway, Steve, what do you yeah, got he's for a big, us? He's a big fan of you guys. Okay, good. Uh, what do you got here's, there, here's, Steve? Here's my question. So, oh, let's say all QB situations fall, and like we, there's there's no scenario for us. There, there obviously will be one, but how come no one's talking about giving Mike White a chance? A healthy because, Mike White this year I actually go that position before I try and take a shot on on uh, on Tannehill or on on um, Wentz or on uh, whoever else is left. Yeah, I think, oh. give Mike White one shot. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy once you get down into the bottom of the barrel type of stuff with a replacement. But the reason why he's not getting talked about is he had two opportunities to take that job, two, and unfortunately for him, he got hurt both times. And could not play the same because of those injuries. So he got those opportunities. I mean, one of them seemed to be freakish with the elbow when he was throwing the football. And the other one, he just got his ass kicked. And he tried to play through it. He couldn't play through it. Got health, well, 
healthy for the Seattle game. We finally just got five broken ribs, couldn't play in that game. So, I mean, that's part of it, man. Availability is the biggest thing. And twice they gave him the reins. I'm telling you right now, they sign Aaron Rodgers, which I believe they're going to do. They're going to make the trade. They'll sign him. He'll modify his contract. They'll give some money, flexibility, so he can, Joe Douglas can go out and uh, go after some free agents. They're not going to bring Mike White back. It's not going to be the Mike White and Zach Wilson show again. It's just not going to be that way. Yeah. Mike White's going to move on, and maybe Mike White will get a nice backup contract somewhere else. But it's not going to be here. I could, you know, in some respects, I could see Mike White ending up out in, like, San Francisco oh as, a, as a as a cheap backup, just kind of yeah. like, just in case. Imagine Mike White with the Lombardi out there. <laughs> with the Niners, I mean, I could see that. Oh. I could see him. I could see him going with uh, uh, what's his name, Mike Lafleur, to the Rams mm-hmm. if they don't want to hold on to Baker Mayfield. I yeah. could, you know, that's the kind of you know place he's probably going to end up. But here, Mike White, Zach Wilson, that whole discussion. If Aaron Rodgers is coming here, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be Zach Wilson, and it'll be a kid either they draft or another guy that you know nobody's ever heard of. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco is back in the studio. He's got another update for us. What's going on, Jerry? Well, we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. That's what's going on. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Uh, who knows what the hell's going on? Uh, maybe he spoke overnight with the Jets. Maybe he didn't. We'll find out soon enough. You got 4 p.m. this deadline for the franchise tag. Giants said to be speaking in constant contact with Daniel Jones. We'll see if he gets a deal. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he wants a deal from the Ravens. Don't know if he'll get one. Ozzie Newsom on the Bernie Kosar show Monday. So this was yesterday talking about the plan with Jackson. The biggest thing is that we have a deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Uh, to put the tag on. And and I know today uh, and up until about 3.30 tomorrow, uh, a lot of energy is going to be put, be utilized in trying to get the deal done. And if not, we will put the franchise tag on him. And so we'll see. We're about to, uh, seven, uh, seven, eight hours away from all this finally happening or not happening. You no, know, the interesting thing is last year he made $23 million in the last year of his rookie contract. It's a pretty good number. That's a fifth-year option, That's right? That's a fifth-year option. Yeah. So it's a pretty good number. But, you know, he probably wanted like $40 million starting last year. I mean, I don't know. How is he going to end up making up that $17 million that he essentially did not sign? Like, you need, they supposedly offered him $133 million, $133 million guaranteed, $230 million overall, something like that. And he turned all that down. I don't know how he makes that money back. That he basically turned down last year, so you have to put that into the equation this year. <laughs> he's he's going to die on the hill of the Deshaun Watson contract. That's what's going to happen, and and he's not going to budge, and the Ravens aren't going to budge, and that's why we're here, and that's what it comes down to. Other quarterbacks have not done it, other owners haven't done it, but they the owners don't want to have that precedent continue. And that's very very well, critical for them. That precedent just stopped with Derek Carr and Geno Smith. Sure. That those are normal NFL contracts mm-hmm. that these two players have just signed. Right. And you would have thought that Derek Carr would have more leverage with teams, which obviously never really materialized. But Lamar Jackson more like the type of talent that we're talking about, Deshaun Watson, or similar age. 
You yeah, but gotta, why why wouldn't Baltimore pay him then? Because they don't want to set the precedent. I just said that. They don't want to continue the precedent with the Deshaun Watson contract because Steve Bishotti said it right off the bat that this is going to be very difficult for owners. And if he feels like he, if he was pissed off at the Haslam for doing that, he can't do the same thing now. They want to stop that. They don't want to see that contract ever again given to a quarterback. So you... Collusion, baby. No, it's not collusion because it's one <laughs> owner basically saying, I'm not giving my guy yeah, what somebody else gave him. Sure. Or gave their guy, I should say. Tags used around the league so far. Raiders, Josh Jacobs. Jaguars, Evan Ingram. And the Cowboys, Tony Pollard. Um, Chiefs releasing Frank Clark. How about we talk about, we got some heroes on this staff. I know uh, Al once saved a man from a dog. I saved Tom once. With That's right, with the choking, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Then I bring you your guy, K.J. Osborne yep. of the Vikings. Pulled a man out of a burning car in Austin, Texas. He went on the 33rd Street podcast. Says, what an experience to help someone like that. It was an incredible thing. You know, like I said uh, in my tweet, you know, a lot of people say wrong place, wrong time. But, you know, I think we were in the right place at the exactly the right time to be able to, you know, save his life. And he also went on the Adam Schefter podcast. He was asked how crazy the situation was. If you guys don't pull him from the car, he'll pull him from the car. In your opinion, does that man live? No. And then uh, describe the scene that he uh, jumped into. Initially, when he crashed, uh, again, I didn't even see his face. So I, I didn't even know if he was alive when we walked up to the car. And when we got to the car, he was kind of, you know, in a daze. I don't know if he was conscious, but I think he felt the heat come into his legs. That is brutal. Yeah. To hear it that way. So I'm okay with my third wide receiver doing this. Justin Jefferson, I want no part of that. Getting near that burning car. He's got he's to call somebody else. K.J. Osborne, you know, you got Jefferson, you got Thielen, and then you got K.J. Osborne. So if he wants to go save some people in a burning car, fine. Justin Jefferson just got to keep driving. So pull an Allen, just call 911 just and keep, keep going. Yeah, just, yeah, or if there's somebody else, be like, hey, there's somebody in that car. If you want to go save it, I am. I could be the best ever in my position. So, sorry. So do you think that Adam Thielen is going to be a Viking? No, I don't. So that, that he'll be one of these guys that hits the streets here. Right, that's right, and he can, and then he can go save somebody from a burning car okay. as well because I won't okay. care as much as long as Justin Jefferson doesn't stop at some of these roadside savior situations. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I, I understood. Really I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right, time now for a new segment. We call it uh, time to give away the Chris Lepresti Award. Oh, the the first inaugural Chris Lopresti Award. Now, like when we it. think about Chris Lopresti, we think about what? What comes Long to mind? questions. Okay, fair enough. What would come to mind for you, Jim? Uh, vests and germs. Okay. We're going to go with the former, and that would be the long question. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, there are runner-ups here, and of course, all hosts do this. Case in point, just a couple of weeks ago, this could have been in the running for a Chris Lopresti Award when Joe Klecko was sitting here, and the first question went like this. You know, I, I always tell people, and, I, and you know how I feel about you as a player, you are relentless on the field. And every offensive lineman that I ever played with, when we played against you, was like, that's the guy that we got to stop. Now, Gassino benefited from you, and I'm sure Marty benefited. You guys all benefited from each other, but there has to be, like, the bell cow on the line, of, on the defensive line, where you have to worry about that guy. Bell cow? Yeah, and you were that guy. <laughs> you were that guy. I'm sorry, you were. And I remember I tell a story often, Dave Remington, you know, still very, very close to Dave, still works for me, and one night we're, we're in uh, our hotel room, it's the night before we're playing the Jets, 
And all of a sudden, I wake up around 1 o'clock in the morning, and I hear what I think is like a mouse or something running across the floor inside the wall, and I hear this rubbing and scratching going on, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I finally turn on the lights, and it's Remington rubbing his feet together. At the end of the bed, he's sleeping. So you get the point. Is that a question? Now, we all do it. Every single one of us does it. So I bring you to last night, the new recipient that will take it from Boomer. You will pass it along. That was not a question. It was an interview. That was that was your subject. Oh, I was, was telling him a story that I thought that he would enjoy. And it's a good story. Get to it already. <laughs> okay. So I bring you to last not night. Not a question. <laughs> and well, clearly, <laughs> you're just passing time, apparently. <laughs> I bring you to Keith McPherson, who had he had a football guy on to talk about Aaron Rodgers. This is how this one opened. I've wanted to get you on, and I tried today, and I'm glad you were down and you had the time. What a perfect day. What a perfect time to weigh in on this whole thing. Uh, I remember seeing your article about what went on behind the scenes with Zach Wilson and um, Mike LaFleur and, uh, you know, the whole, you know, behind the scenes with, uh, twenty, you know, with the Jets. And... Fast forward to now, right? I was just reading through your article that hit today, you know, that Aaron Rodgers is out. And on air, I've been saying I'm getting left at the altar vibes from Aaron Rodgers. I feel like there's been nonstop conversation on this station and other places about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Meanwhile, you haven't even been on a date with the girl, the guy, the girl or guy. I'm making an analogy here. You went on on a date with Derek Carr. Nice Italian restaurant. He came to see you. He even thought last night that he was leaning towards making it official. And then you see One that he's gone public on Instagram. And that, uh, you know, he's he's dating the guy that, uh, you know, told you not to worry about. And now here you are as the Jets looking for somebody to go to the dance with. And you haven't even met with this guy that you've been obsessing over and... Uh, here we are. So what are your thoughts, first oh, off, about this whole saga from the end of the season with Zach Wilson? Like, I think start there, right? <laughs> the Jets didn't draft the right guy. And uh, so now in year three, they had to come out and say, we're looking for a veteran quarterback. And when you start that search, you start at the top at the potential of a Hall of Famer, multiple time MVP, Super Bowl champion. And then you also, you know, take a look at Derek Carr, <laughs> pro bowler guy who's won some games, been in the league a little bit, a little bit younger. But like, what are your thoughts right now on where the Jets are? Because that's what none of us no. know. We speculate. No. No, but what are your thoughts on, like, how did we end up chill. here? And now the first he's chip falling getting... is Derek Carr is not available. Two minutes. <laughs> Two full minutes. <laughs> oh, that makes Moose sound like a mute. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Moose. That's right. Wow. That's right. He was the king of the long question as well. I've never seen two minutes. I am confident saying I've never seen two minutes. We have, actually. Really? Yes. Summers, for sure. 100%. That's nothing unusual. It just, I found it funny how we would ask the question and then just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Not let him answer. Because, yeah, I guess Who was the right. guest? Ah. <laughs> Zach Rosenblatt? Does that sound right? Football writer? I mean, never oh, that we had Jets. Yeah, we had never identified. Yes. He never. Uh, he did. Oh, he did. Okay. In the beginning. And then I just got to the question to shorten it as best I could. <laughs> Wow, that was pretty funny. Yeah, two Actually, minutes. Is, yeah, night. two minutes is a is a long. You were in the car for that. I was. So you were thinking, I gotta. I gotta I, go I'm first. listening to it. I'm like, all right, you asked the question. 
Oh, not done yet. Okay, and I love the analogy he gave, actually. Yeah. It made total sense, but wow, it went on long, long, long. Uh, anyhow, Yankees beat the Pirates last night 9-2. to two. Uh, Pretty good lineup. You saw Aaron Judge hit a home run. Here was Jose Trevino on, yes, feels like they're close to being what they're going to be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, having everybody in the lineup's, you know, fun. I feel like you're at Yankee Stadium wearing the pinstripes, so it's it's fun to have everybody in the lineup, but I mean, everybody's just kind of getting their work in and uh, getting ready for the season. And so last night, a good indication is you got a good start from Domingo Herman, who went uh, three innings, four strikeouts, only one hit. Yankees can enjoy the day off today. DJ LeMahieu, you see on CBS Sports Network, a couple of uh, base hits last night as well. Tonight, the Mets take on the Astros. The bad news, Jose Quintana, small stress fracture on one of his ribs. It's going to be out for significant time. No timetable, though, for his return. NBA tonight, the streaking Knicks look for a 10th straight win. They take on the Hornets at Madison Square Garden. Nets go for a third in a row on the road. They play the Rockets in Houston. We'll have that for you on the fan. It's a win number 42 for them if they can win the Knicks, How right? About that? Yeah, 40 wins at this point in the season. Pretty damn good. Not too shabby. As for the uh, rest of the NBA, you know, wild one in Cleveland where the Cavaliers were down big to the Celtics in the fourth quarter, and yet... Rebound, Mitchell! That's going to do it! Mitchell will dribble out the clock! Cavs win! Cavaliers win it! Yep, down 14 in the fourth quarter, outscore them 31-17, then win in overtime, 118-114. Donovan Mitchell had 40 points in this game. Uh, The Celtics have really blown a bunch of leads here of recent, uh, last week or so, lost... Blew a big lead to the Nets, blew a lead to the Knicks. They blow this lead to the Cavaliers. Malcolm Brogdon knows, need to get going again. There's there's definitely urgency. Um, and I, I think it's less even about the playoffs than it is about this road trip coming up. Um, you know, I was just talking to Blake, and I, we really need to win this game against Portland so we can leave Boston on a good note. Yeah, which they have not played well of late, as we know. Meantime, 76ers uh, took on the Pacers. A boatload of points scored, including these two from Joel Embiid. Milton is trapped. He throws it across to DeAnthony, and Melton throws it to Embiid, and Embiid is going to get a dunk. They got a little top-heavy with their pressure. Nobody was back, and once the Sixers got it out of the trap, they got it down to Embiid, and he dunked it. Yep, two of his 42 points, also at 19 free throws, Sixers 147, Pacers 143, 20 assists on the night for James Harden to go along with his 14 points. From college basketball, you had uh, UNC Wilmington beat Hofstra uh, in the CAA tournament semifinals, 79-73, so the pride uh, do fall short there. You have St. Peter's Fairfield first round of the MAC tournament tonight, Manhattan and Marist uh, as well tonight, and another Two goals for one Connor McDavid. Off the left wing side and out to Fogel. Now into the Saber zone to McDavid. He'll look to the net. His shot scores! Connor McDavid goes five hole, and the Oilers are up 3 2. 53 and 54 on the night for McDavid. He scores twice. Oilers beat the Sabres by the score of 3 2. Sabres, Islanders tonight, and you've got the Devils getting with the Maple Leafs. Whether or not Jalen Brunson was going to play tonight. I got something more interesting than that. Oh, my God. Yes? Really? I do. 
Why, do you have an answer to that? I don't have an answer right. to that, and I can't find an answer to that. And I'm, you know, they're playing the Hornets. Maybe they hold them out. And I would. Like quickly take over? I definitely would. All right, so I get a, uh, a text from a friend yesterday. Tells me he's engaged. All right? And you know this guy. Brian Jones, my former radio partner oh, at CBS yeah. Sports Radio. So congratulations to Brian Jones on his engagement. But the thing that he did in this text message that I have never experienced before in my life. Yeah. He sent me multiple unsolicited pictures of his new fiance. Okay. Looking great. And he's very proud. Yeah. But I've never seen that before. Like, never in my life since I had friends that dated people, got engaged to people, got married to people. Were they in her bikini or in, like, some... Not a bikini. We didn't go as far as bikini, but we got some, we got some good shots here. And I'm thinking, like, you got to really be... Like, I wonder if she's okay with that. I'm guessing she does. She looks great. I said, wow, she's beautiful. You did a great job. Awesome. A good, firm breast. So, like, I was thinking, like, does that ever happen to you? Did you ever get a guy who's been like, hey, I'm, like, texting you, not, like, with you or showing you a picture of the two of them or something, but, like, hey, because I haven't seen Brian in a very long time. Well, he wanted to make sure you knew who his new uh, wife is going to be. I know, but, like, if you hadn't seen a guy for a long time and he got engaged or whatever and he'd send you pictures of his new wife, like, looking all sexy and stuff, wouldn't you be like... Hey, no, I, I know. Well, Brian's a little off the wall, so <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, you know that, I guess. So, like, I didn't know what to do with these pictures. Like, well, do I, I don't know. can I see? Sure. <laughs> oh, I think it's okay. I don't yeah. think he would mind if he's sending them to me. He's probably thinking I'm going to show you, right? But here, yeah, here you go. You could, you got three. You got three of them here. One of them's the ring, and then there's two others. Two like boobs and ass. Couple sexy pictures in there. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm going to just start doing this now with Gina. I'm just going to take pictures of her and just send them to my friends and be like, hey, look, look what Gina's wearing today. Inspired me. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Wait, did you did you look at the other ones? Uh, do you the, see this one here? Yes. You saw that one there. Saw, yeah, 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 yeah. When she's like doing the selfie and she's making a kissy face with Brian in the background on TV. Yes. You know what also made me think? She's sending those type of pictures to him. What other type of pictures are we getting? <laughs> Maybe he'll make a mistake and send you one of those pictures one day. And maybe it won't be a mistake. Maybe I'll just ask for one. <laughs> but I thought that was awesome. So congratulations. I never thought he would ever settle down. Well, he did already once. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's probably watching. He's probably laughing with me with this. But I'm pretty sure he went to a resort on vacation and came home with a wife. <laughs> This time. and the No, not this time. Oh, the first time. This time, no, no, no. I don't know. It's uh, Miss Bonnie is, uh, is who uh, this is here. Um, but the, fir- the last one. Okay. And I believe she was an employee at the resort. Oh, okay. And it just, <laughs> she had a job. Scooped her up and brought her in. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> So, yeah, they think that's, uh, but yeah, that's in the past now, and he's got this uh, beautiful new fiance. But I was like, nice. man, look at this. He's just sending these pictures of his fiance like that. 
You know, so I was like, that do I forward it to the guys that I know that I worked with on the show? Is or is that crossing a line? Like, do I send this picture to Mike Basegli? It was my. Do I send this picture to Andrew Bogus, who I worked with over there? And be like, hey, look, well, Brian's I got mean, a new fiance. So, but he didn't send it to them. He did not. No. Yeah, no, I don't think you do that. Yeah, I, asked. I, mean, I maybe, said, did maybe, you know? Did you know Brian was engaged? Maybe you show them the pictures. But sending it's crossing a line? Yeah, the, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's kind of cheesy. I, I don't know. Do you think that's it's, bad? It's a little creepy, I think, yes. Yeah. And then I was thinking, too, like, what would, like, she's obviously beautiful, this woman. But, like, what if she weren't? And he sent me these pictures. Do I have, like, I got to lie, right? I have to be like, like, oof. I have to say something along the line. You can't say oof. <laughs> you can't say like, that. Yeah, but then at that point, I'd probably have to send in my friends and be like, oh, no, Brian. Brian went in the wrong direction. I here. think Brian did well for himself. He did. He did very well for himself. And I think that's all you need to say. Yeah, that's correct. I don't think you need to worry about if you would have sent ugly pictures of somebody or something like that because it, it, it didn't happen. Because, right, I know. But see, your mind and my mind work very differently. You know, you see something like this and you take it for face value. I look at something like this and I go deeper and deeper into the roots of where it comes from. What other pictures are we having? What if she were ugly? Who else did he send this to? What number person was I on this particular list yeah, to get these pictures? Way, way too much in depth over over uh, overreaction. This is what I would call this that. Is, this is what I was thinking yesterday because obviously you know I'm, I'm eating healthy. I'm not doing much. It's on. It's a Monday afternoon, right? So I'm thinking, did Adam Zucker get this picture? Did Randy Cross get this picture? Did Rick Neuheisel get these pictures? Like, did those guys, did Tyler Hale get these pictures? That's what I was thinking. Who in, like, the immediate CBS family he works with did or did not get the pictures? And I'm willing to bet I got the pictures and Neuheisel didn't. I'm telling you right now, Rick Neuheisel did not get these pictures. Did uh, any the other guys, Adam Tucker, get them? I, I think Zucker did, probably. Probably. I'm going to say Tyler. Oh, then now, they may have met her. No. You don't think you would have brought her to New York or anything? Nah, probably You not. know, like, when he's at, why not? Why maybe. Would I guess maybe. I guess it's a possibility. They, they could have all went out to dinner. It's a possibility, but he flies in and out. He's quick. He's flying back and forth. I gotcha. Probably kept her down there in Florida. You know, you don't want to come up here and deal with this terrible weather. You just stay down there and be hot. You know, do what you do, whatever you do down there. So, I mean, I, I just, I now I need to know. So, do you, how many of those, do you have Zucker's number? Uh, probably, yeah, I probably do. All right. Can you send that to me? If I can, if I can find it. Yeah, you got Neuheisel's number? No. Do you happen to have Rick Neuheisel's number in your contacts there, the Al, for any particular reason? Right. I mean, your boy Stephen Waldron has all of us. Oh, yeah, Stephen Waldron, uh, CBS Sports. You got all those numbers? I don't have their cell phone numbers, no. Okay. Well, you got to ask somebody to get the numbers, just put them up on a graphic. Yeah, just put it up so I can read it off the monitor. <laughs> no just problem. Just put it on TV, okay? I love that. What do you think, Steven? You know these guys. I think, happen to think they all got them. You think they all got the pictures? Yeah. Even Neuheisel? They're very close. You think Brian and Neuheisel are close? I feel like they're not close. I feel like Brian wants I to mean, take a I mean, they've been doing guitar. ICF together for years. <laughs> yeah, well, Mike and the Mad Dog worked for 19 years and hate each other's guts, you know? So what does that mean? <laughs> you know? That was, that was five days a week. This is one or two. Eh, okay. Well, I don't know. I think I, Brian wants to take that guitar and smash it over Neuheisel's head. That's what I <laughs> I'll see, I'll see who I can get. I'll all, right, all right, very good. I just want to know. Because if he's sending this to everybody, I don't feel so special. And I told Gina, I was like, look at this. She's like, oh, it's really nice that he sent. 
he sent those things to you and still thinks about you. And I haven't worked with him for six years, and he's sending you the pictures of his fiance. You're, you're, you're overthinking everything. That's what God I do. Mighty. It's what I do. It's my whole this life. Is so annoying. This is, just, and then, and then, not only do you overthink it, yeah, yeah, then you verbalize it. Sure. And then you bring us all into this. Yep. Michigash. That's, that's what just I do. A pile of crap. That's what. It's not a pile. This is his fiance. What are you no, talking about? No, I didn't say her. I just yeah. said the way you're thinking about everything and how deep into all this you go. Well, isn't that the fun of life, though? <laughs> Is to not just take everything on the surface and dig in and try to find interesting things. No, I'm happy for him. I think this is also when you when you are a talk show host. I think this happens to people who are talk show hosts because I have friends in the biz, like my friend Andrew Filipponi. Same exact thing. You can't like you can't just look at the thing on as its face value. You got to find some other angle with it, and that's what I do. Especially, I got too much time on my hands, so I'd like to know where I stand in this pecking order of all the people I work with. All right, well, just you're making it way too complicated for me. No, for you, maybe for me, this is great. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if it's you and like, I understand you need to verbalize all this. And yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yep, I do. But I just feel like you're going way, way, way in far. In, in depth, that is just, it's, it's like a waste of time. That's not, though, for me. It's, this is what, like, having thought by yourself like this. Yeah, but you're not what by keeps yourself. Me going. Right? But you're not by yourself now. Now you're with us. Well, now I'm bringing it to you, yeah. Yes. But I just wanted to see, like, what you thought about what I was saying. I, mean, I just told you what I thought about it. I think it's a me problem now. I think it's definitely a you problem, yes. I think this is a problem. <clears throat> You're creating issues to where there are none. That's not an issue. It's just a thought. Like, I came in, first thing I said to Alan Jerry, I said, you guys ever get pictures like this from your friends who have fiancés or girlfriends? They said no. Right away. So, if uh, you're saying it's not an issue, but if you found out that Adam Zucker got it, and Rick Neuhausel got it, and you yeah. were like the fifth person that got it, then it would become an issue. It wouldn't become an issue. It would just be, it would change the way I felt about the whole thing. That's an issue. No, not an issue. That's, it's an automatic issue. I wouldn't issue. feel bad about it. I'd just be like, all right, I got to look at this a little differently. That's how I would describe an issue. You just you just described creating an issue out of nothing. By the way, you're creating an issue out of the newsroom, by the way. I am. Yeah, with all the Jets fans. Because they hear everything you're saying today, and they're all getting in the froth into the mouth, and they're thinking it's Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to be today that it's going to happen. I saw Pete Hoffman out there; he looked like he had rabies. He was foaming <laughs> from the mouth. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. I said, "Yep, that's right. That's what he said. He's real confident about it." And then you walked by, you're like, "He's coming. Get ready." And then they're all scurrying about now, all the Jets fans, all because of you. Okay. So you're the issue creator. <clears throat> no, I'm creating You're issues. the issue creator. Okay. And I'm telling you right now, you can't let these folks down out there. Um, I'm because not, if I'm, he doesn't, if now he doesn't sign, people are going to come for you <laughs> with the pitchforks and the torches. Oh. And you told me Aaron Rodgers was coming to the Jets. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. They're going to come for you. They're not going to come from Joe Douglas. They're going to come for you. Okay, they can come for me. I'm, I'm right here every morning. They know where I am. It'll be your fault. Yes. Not the Jets' fault. Boomer and Geo coming to you live. Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan at CBS Sports Network. So this morning I read you that tweet. One of the first things that I said at 6 o'clock from Trey Wingo. Now you've got... Jets beat reporters confirming that report and that tweet. 
mainly the Zach Rosenblatt beat reporter for The Athletic we were just talking about who sat through the two-minute-long Keith McPherson question. He said the Jets and Aaron Rodgers did speak yesterday, per sources, as Wingo said. Rodgers still hasn't made a decision about his future yet, though. I mean, clearly, because I think if he did make a decision about his future, then we would know what that decision was. Um, but, yeah, so if anybody was doubting Trey Wingo, and now you got other people confirming that they did speak. Yep. So they spoke. Yep. Now he's thinking some more. Yep. And you're thinking when he comes back from his thinking, he's going to be saying? I'm going to the Jets. Wow. Still really I mean, so they're talking. That means they're talking about contracts. They hit the, Look, both the Packers and the Jets have got to get something done now. And the reason for that is because when March 15th hits, that is the new league year. And that's when every team has to be salary cap compliant with their top 51 players everybody wants to know what they're spending how they're spending it and how it impacts the salary cap mm-hmm. so the moment that you know aaron Rodgers gives a signal to the packers that this thing can move along the packers and the jets probably i would think already have in mind what the trade parameters look like and what the compensation is and what it would whether or not it will be tied to you know some sort of success ratio that uh that Aaron has here as a starting quarterback. And then Aaron has to lower his, you know, contract number so it can fit into the Jets' hour cap where they can go get free agents to support him as an older player. Well, I think that FanDuel Sportsbook thinks that the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Or at least are hedging themselves because they've got the Packers to win the Super Bowl at plus 2,500. And they've got the Jets to win the Super Bowl at plus 2,000 right now. So you would think if Aaron Rodgers were on the Green Bay Packers in the NFC that they would have better odds. Yes. But they're assuming, I guess, that he's not going to go back there. So the Jets are the one, two, three, four, five, six, eighth team in the NFL. They've got the eighth, actually tied for seventh best odds. Okay, how many of those are AFC teams in front of them? One, Bills. Two Bengals, three Ravens, four Chargers. Ravens and Chargers? Yep. Chargers are tied the, with them, the actually. Chiefs? Tied with them. Sorry. Chiefs. Chiefs one, Bills two, Bengals three. I had scrolled down. <laughs> Chiefs one, Bills two, Bengals three, Ravens four. And then the Chargers and the Jets are tied. And then when the Ravens trade uh, Lamar Jackson, then what? Then they would go down, I would yes, assume. They would. Unless Aaron Rodgers then goes over there after they trade him. Who the hell knows at this point? So, yeah, if you want to jump on the Jets to win the Super Bowl, now is still the time you now can do it. Now is the time to do it, right? Because it's going to go up for plus 2,000. If you think they're going to go. And get through the oof, the gauntlet that is the AFC. Well, Aaron Rodgers actually gives him a shot to do that. Oh, no yes. Else, well, yeah, no one else you're does. right. What happens if Tom Brady goes to the Dolphins and Aaron Rodgers comes to the Jets? And we got Josh Allen me? there, yeah. And Josh Allen at the Bills and, I guess, Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien at the Patriots. Yeah. Hello, fourth place, New England. But, yeah, think about that, man. What, Tom, that, that would be an arms race. It really would be. But if you know if this does happen, I think we've talked about it so much. The, the enormity of it feels so, smaller because we've talked about it so much. But if he actually says he's coming to the Jets, this is going to be like a one of the bigger New York football moments in I don't know how long. I mean, and I know Favre came here in two thousand and eight, and we know how that worked out, and everybody's going crazy. You guys were on the air, 
But this even feels bigger than that. Yeah, it does. It really, <laughs> does. really does. Man, oh man, oh man, it's oh man. Be great. Oh no. Now we got you want these these are issues now. Now we got issues. You were talking about creating issues? Yes. Now we've got we've got issues here. Right. I don't know how to deal with this. Okay. I don't know what the issues are, but all right, here's an issue. <laughs> Our buddy Radimus in Houston. What's going on, Radimus? What's up, guys? How y'all doing today? We're doing great, Radimus. What about you? I'm happy that y'all doing great. I'm not doing great, I'll tell you that. Well, what's going on? I was excited about this show coming up, you know, April 7th, getting hyped. Uh, got the flights and everything. Uh, was on Wednesday. Well, I was here pre-ready to order my tickets. Couldn't order them. The, the site crashed. And then Friday, I'm listening to you talk about all this stuff. I'm ready. What was it? Uh, here is about 6.58 in the morning. It's 7 over there. Ready for 8 o'clock. And guess what? It crashes again. I'm trying to get my tickets, trying to get my tickets. And nothing, guys. Like, what are we doing here? What? Yeah, well, there's only a limited amount of tickets, and there's a lot of demand. And this is a smaller venue that we picked, White Eagle Hall, because we wanted the intimacy of our first Boomer and Geo Live to be what it is. And a lot of people got shut out, unfortunately. Now, you know, the problem is you, you, you say yes to one, then all of a sudden, then everybody comes out. So I, I don't have that power. I don't even think you have that power right now, Boomer. I think this is... This is out of our hands right now with the tickets. There's only one person that can handle this, Radimus, and his name is Al Dukes. So we're going <laughs> to hand you over to Al Dukes. Al Dukes will work with you because Al Dukes is so into this and, and really uh -huh. so happy to be a part of this whole thing that he loves making sure that people like you get taken care of and you know see the light of day. And I have a feeling that Al Dukes will make things happen for you. Man, if he does, man, I don't know. He's a hero. He would be great. Al would be like right there at the pulse of the people level. Well, Al's already using his plus one. So. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Gio could give you his plus one. No, I'm already, I'm out. I'm out with the plus one. I, my comps are spoken for at this point. I even have my friends in New York ready to go out. Me and two Morgan. They need to pack it up. They were excited to even see me. They haven't seen me ever since I moved out here. So I don't know. I don't so, Radimus, what, what, what are you, you're looking for? How many tickets? Three. three. Oh, my. Three tickets. Three. <laughs> three. Yeah. It's a weird. You know, you know how hard it is to do like three tickets? Can we get rid of this third person? Can we? I can. I can. I don't know. I, th I think I can. It's okay. going. It's going to. It's going to cause issues between my my friendships. But so now we got issues. issues. Yeah. We got issues. So your issues now turn into our issues. I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're I mean, making right. You're making your issue our issue now, and then we love you, and that's why we're actually entertaining this. But you realize that's what you just did. Is you made your issue now our issue. Man, I told him. I told him I was gonna call you guys about this because we was like, man, buying flights, buying this, doing this, getting ready to go. Mm. And then you know, was it was it Dan and Carteret that got all these tickets? Like, no, he got shut out too. He got shut out too. He's not Dan's not going. I mean, he'll probably force his way in there somehow. Um, but he is he, right now. He doesn't have any tickets. Eddie, do you have a like plus one? A, What's that, Radmus? Make me a table server or something. Make me a table server. <laughs> I'll clean up or something. I don't know. Uh. I'll hold the mic. I, I'll hold the so you know the the blue cheese could pour into something that I'm holding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a part of the crew. Uh, Eddie, your plus one, is it available? No. It's not available. Mm. Yeah, I don't know here, Radimus. I don't know what the answer is. I know we're giving away tickets on the air, but that's going to be uh -huh. very difficult to win as well. I mean, I wish I could I just... 
I could I just wish I could say you're going to the show, but like this this is the first time ever that we've ever done something like this where where at least I was told, you guys have been doing it longer than me, that I was told that like we don't have you can't bring whoever you want. Like this is right. serious. I know, I know this is uh, very intimate. That's why I'm trying to I'm trying to be in there, you know, I want to be intimate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, you love wow. being intimate. Yeah, yeah. You're all about being intimate. The fact that uh, kids, yeah. The fact that longtime sponsors of the station are being told so, yeah, uh, unless they are tied into the event in some capacity, that should tell you everything. Yeah. Well, Al, you got Radimus's uh, cell phone, right? I don't care. Yep. <laughs> Al, you got Radimus's cell phone? I do have a cell phone right up here, yep. All right, so he'll have you, you. You never know. You may get a call from Al. <laughs> Sounds good. Right. We'll see. We'll Thanks, see. Nah, we'll try. Right, right. Let's, I, have I, a, I, let's have a feel good Friday. Yes, 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 yes for yes. sure. That that would be a feel good Friday. See, this is this is the problem. You can't. You know how hard that was for me to not say yes to Radimus. Radimus all the way from Houston now is booking flights to be a part of this. Thing. Yes, I don't uh, care. <laughs> Jerry and Comac, what do you got for us, Jerry? Yeah, the, you know, Boomer. The, the show should be uh, called uh, Boomer and Mary. Uh, I mean. Uh, and Gio has been hanging around too many women. He's like, uh, he, he complained, you know, he, he, he rats out his friends. He ratted out the, the guy that gave him the pictures, Amanda Laura. He ratted you out when you were getting uh, food there. You thought you could get for free. You know, it's uh, what's going on with him. You know, guys keep things to themselves. They don't rat their friends out. Hold on, time out a second. <laughs> One, you're way off on this. <laughs> way no, off on this. Way off, hold on, wait, hold on. Let me and, let me explain. Problem, hold on, problem, shut up, you misogynist <laughs> prick. Right, hold on, Listen, bro. here I we go. Stan, yes, you are. Go, go, boom, and marry because you've been around women. You want? You need the definition of misogyny. Do you need that, yeah. dumbass? It's called a man who hates women and tries to belittle them, which you just did. So now what? Suck on that, you prick. What now? Yeah, what now? What now, Jerry? I'll meet you when I drive home in Comac, and I'll shove my fist right down. Do you? Do you? Do you have daughters? Because I have daughters. You're Boomer and Mary. I've got daughters. Shove it up your ass. Hello? Well, you cursed, so we had to dump that. Oh, sorry. Just one of the curses we had to think of. God. Guys like that exist still. It's amazing to me. Boomer and me, you're hanging out with too many women. Maybe you're hanging out with more women. You beefed up. All right. Every word that comes in my head, I can't say. I got to get a better vocabulary. And by the way, it was Boomer who brought to the air the DA thing, not me. All right. It was the program director of the Kansas City station that brought up he stole the snacks, not me. And I congratulated my friend on getting engaged that he sent me. How is any of that acting like a woman? Which, whatever that means. What does acting like a woman mean? By the way, <laughs> this guy's probably smacking around his wives and girlfriends. Probably if he was any in position to hire a woman, he would never do that. And he doesn't even know the, the, the term, uh, he doesn't even know what misogyny means. 
Boomer and Mary. Oh, yeah, I'm just the tough guy from Comac. Look at me. I got oil under my fingernails and women suck. Just want to say one thing. I just, I got to clear this up. I hate people. People are the worst. I did not steal snacks in Kansas City. I did not. I didn't steal anything. God. Well, how does that I got, You know, I got two daughters growing up on Long Island. I got to worry about guys like Jerry going, oh, you're thinking like a woman. Shut up. Grow up. You freaking balloon head idiot, low IQ a-hole. God damn. <laughs> if you're married to that guy, divorce him immediately. Have some respect. Seriously. <laughs> Boomer and Ma- this isn't 1952 anymore, guy. Boomer and Mary. You know, this is when the country went in the toilet. It's when women were allowed to vote. Women's suffrage. Women's suffrage. Women's <laughs> suffrage. That's when this place went right down the hill. When they allowed them to vote. And then after that, it was all crap. That's what I tell all my friends. And then this is what they do. Don't vote, make me dinner. That's all I say to them. That's all I say to them. I'm I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it out. Tony Bayonne. I'm sure there's another genius. Let's hear it, Tony. Go for it. You got me all riled up now. Let me hear it. Yo, Gio, just because you're acting like a girl doesn't mean that a guy pointing that out to you makes it... What are you talking about, Boomer and Ma- So that's a positive comment? That's not a negative comment? Yeah, it's a negative comment. Oh, there it is! Walked right into it, right into the propeller. Another genius. Jesus. What do you guys, get too close to the microwave or something? What the hell is wrong with you? It's a negative comment. That's the whole point. So if you call and you just said it. Just because you're acting like a girl doesn't mean the... Oh, my God. You guys get lobotomies? Jesus. <laughs> just, it's a negative comment. Just because I use the woman to describe you negatively doesn't mean that I hate women and don't think that they're equals. <laughs> just because I spit my wife's face at one time doesn't mean I don't love her. God. People just suck. It's meathead losers that are out there sitting around. Because you did this and you did that. Because you did da da. In the time with da da, remember that? No, that wasn't me. Wasn't me. God, I hate people. I hate them. I hate them. How you doing over there? <laughs> Annoyed. <laughs> I can tell. We were, we were rolling right along. Everything was good. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Daniel Jones going to get a new contract. Geno Smith gets a new contract. Jalen Brunson may not play tonight. Yep. Yep. I just hope the Knicks don't play like girls. That's what I hope. Maybe they'll, hopefully they won't play like the Liberty. Because that, that means they would suck. Okay. <laughs> Is that your time of the month? Get it? Maybe it's your time of the month. Guaranteed that somebody's saying that. Hey, you want a you uh, uh, do a PMSing? 
Is that what's going on with you? God. Stopping in Comac and I'm screaming that guy's name. Uh, right on the way home. Yeah. Exit 53. It's a movie theater over there, I think. Meet you out front. Noon. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry is here with an update and uh, moment of the day. You're going to be out a couple days this week, Jerry, yes? I am. Thursday for uh, Rutgers. Yep. Big Ten tournament. Correct, sir. And all that stuff is happening again. And you probably, well, you got to see them win a couple games in this tournament to feel pretty good about. We will see how chances. it goes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just never know. Fun couple of weeks. You never know with college basketball. Here's what I do know. They are good enough to play somewhere next week. Yes. Which can't argue that. When things began, there was no after this week. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, you think of it that way. It's a very positive uh, spin on things. I, I think it's absolutely the way you look at it. So we'll see. All right, Jerry. We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. A lot of chatter around a couple of big names. Both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, of course, uh, Rodgers being linked to the Jets. Uh, the reports that he spoke to them yesterday. We'll see where that goes. And then you've got the whole thing with Rich Eisen and Tom Brady. Could he possibly be thinking about playing again? Why not? Uh, and he is theorizing it could be the Dolphins. Some believe it could be the Niners. And maybe he won't play again. We shall see. Then you've got the 4 o'clock deadline today. For teams to use their franchise tag, what do the Giants do? Does Saquon Barkley get it? Does Daniel Jones get it? Does Jones get a long-term deal? The Ravens dealing with the same thing with Lamar Jackson. Evan Ingram got the tag from the Jaguars. Josh Jacobs, the Raiders. Tony Pollard from the Cowboys. And um, the deal last night was Geno Smith, three years with the Seahawks. Good for him, $105 million. That's 35 years, just a little bit less than Derek Carr got from the Saints. Um, this one's, uh, out of left field, but Anthony Gallo sent it to me and I only bring it up because we did this. Where is he? To... Is he not here again today? I've not seen him. I no, I don't know. He's sick just... again, he said. He sent a message yeah. to Eddie and I earlier, or late last night, whatever. Gonna take another day. He's had, he's had some issues. Yeah, apparently. I like... see there's a stomach flu going around that is resistant to medicine. A new strain. A new strain? A new strain or an old strain? I mean, well, I wanted to see him because you know how many texts I got yesterday saying that that lead singer of the Adam and the Metal Hawks looked like Anthony Gallo? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A bunch of people said that, so mm -hmm. I wanted to like compare it and see and talk to him about it. He's not here yesterday, he's not here today. He's Maybe been tomorrow. sick. Well, he should, as we learned with me and the neurovirus and puking in the studio. Stay home. Stay home, yes, but yes. Uh, we don't need him coming in here sick. I don't want to put pressure on him to do that, but... I would like to see him sometime soon. He did send me this. Remember we were doing the uh, the whole Vikings Super Bowl thing, and Travis Kelsey did the whole oh yeah thing. Remember that? Yeah, we yeah, were trying yeah. to figure out where it yeah. was, and we finally realized that, well, here was John Jones after winning the UFC title two nights ago. You're the greatest of all time now. It's cemented. It's in history. You're the heavyweight champion of the world. Welcome back. <laughs> Can I get a song? Hanging around for a while. I, Nobody did it better than Boomer, though, I think. That was the best one I've ever heard. I don't remember Boomer doing it. Well, I'm sure Eddie's searching for it right now, but that was the best one I'd ever heard. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that was I awesome. about that. That was funny. <laughs> well, so that's alive and well and still going. Uh, Baseball-wise, tonight you've got the Mets taking on the Astros. The bad news from the Mets on Monday was Jose Quintana. He's going to be out sometime with a stress fracture 
on one of his ribs. As for the Yankees, they get today off. Last night, they beat the Pirates 9-2. to Aaron Judge gets his first home run of spring. Here is Jose Trevino, his catcher on yes. It's good, man. He's been having some good at-bats. Uh, he's been working on some stuff, you know, backfields and, and in the games. And, you know, tonight he just puts a good swing on the ball. Mm, takes it to right field for the homer. And Domingo Herman, three innings, three shutout innings, allowed just to hit. Struck out four. Here was Aaron Boone. He was 93, 94, even 95 today consistently with his fastball. And that, you know, it just makes all his secondary pitches play even better. And, and when he's, you know, letting it rip like that, usually he's got more bite on his breaking ball as well. So um, I thought it was another strong outing for, for Domingo. And also DJ LeMay, LeBase hits as well. So pretty good lineup for the Yankees last night in Pittsburgh. They get the day off. They'll be back on the field tomorrow. Meantime, you have the Red Sox and Tigers playing. Scary scene as we go. Go to the first inning with Justin Turner in the batter's box. To one. Oh my God. It's Turner. Look out. Oh no. Oh no. Please be more helmet. No, that's blood. Oh no. It was mostly face, actually. It was not much of the helmet, if it got any of the helmet at all. Though somehow, with that pitch, he did not break his face or his cheekbone or his nose or anything. Just uh, uh, bruising. Stitches, and I forget what they called it, something else. But uh, no fractures, though, which is unbelievable. His wife posted that he's doing okay, that he was back home last night. And she's got some Twitter page, my lord. Uh, Courtney Turner? I've never seen it. What yeah. is it, like some Twitter page, like we, we got uh, the pictures or a lot of opinions? Uh, well, her profile pictures are, uh, they're out there for you. They're out there for you. Yeah, Courtney Turner. And I only looked because there was a quote from her. I wanted to see if there was an update. Yeah, I don't. I've never, I've never heard of from her. Before. Yeah. Well, all right. You will in a moment. Okay. Meantime, uh, I played this earlier. I'll play it just one more time, just because you don't usually get a celebrity like this with an acknowledgement like this. Bob Costas with Bill Maher on his podcast talking about the way he was in the postseason when he was calling playoff baseball this past October. I did the Yankees and the Guardians uh, in the division series, and I felt like I was off my game. Sort of like a pitcher who still has good stuff, but somehow, as they say, he didn't have command really? that night. And I could feel it. That he didn't have his command, and he knew that there were going to be critics, but can't worry about that stuff. I don't place much stock in what two or three people say, you know, on Twitter or something. Because on Twitter, there's no misdemeanors, there's only felonies. Right. But when I knew myself that... It just wasn't what I've generally been able to do. That he was bothered by it. And I wonder if he's if he's doing it again this year, would you think? Oh, God. I don't know. If, if you're him, you probably don't want to do it because of the reaction, but maybe you want another shot well, at it. Well, you do want to do it to get rid of that yeah, reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. It's probably something that hasn't been determined yet, but he's just not. it's not his thing. It it's also not. has to be hard to do when you don't do these games all year. And then you just Isn't he doing in. stuff from Major League Baseball Network? Maybe. Is he doing games for MLB Network? I think he, he occasionally does. does. Yeah. yeah. So then maybe that's what keeps him or tries to keep him sharp. And in this case, he wasn't, and he's acknowledging that. So be it. Uh, Knicks and Hornets tonight. Knicks have won nine in a row. You know their deal is they are trying to move their way up the standings. Nets tonight take on the Rockets in Houston. We'll have it for you on the fan. One of the teams the Knicks are chasing are the Cavaliers. Last night, Cleveland down 14 to start the fourth quarter against the Celtics. And uh, here was Grant Williams after the Celtics cough up the lead. The game is tied. Williams misses the first free throw. Here comes the second for what would have been the win. So here we go. Second free throw from Williams in a 109-109 tie. 
It's up. No good. Tipped up now. We're going to overtime. And in the overtime, some big shots by Lamar Stevens. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has 40 points. And the Cavs beat Boston 118-114. So this comes on the heels of blowing a big lead to the Knicks, blowing a big lead to the Nets, um, and just not being able to find their way is Boston uh, struggling a little bit. Here was Joe Mazzulla, their head coach, and he got on Williams for missing those free throws. No. Tom, I love him. It's part of the game. He didn't miss him on purpose. Got to be able to move on from it. I imagine that was 1984. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we caught him, actually. <laughs> sent him on his ways now in it coach would, going would, back to his hometown. It would not be that they love him. That's for sure. You would not hear that. But that was the reaction you did get yesterday. Uh, also from basketball, you had 20 assists from James Harden and Joel Embiid at 42 as they win another game. Played these earlier. Um, just It's pretty cool. It's K.J. Osborne of the Vikings, your guy. He saved a life, as we know. Um, just talking about the scene, burning car at the scene at the proper time. Here he was on the Adam Schefter podcast. Initially, when he crashed, uh, again, I didn't even see his face, so I, I didn't even know if he was alive when we walked up to the car. And when we got to the car, he was kind of, you know, in a daze. I don't know if he was conscious, but I think he felt the heat coming to his legs. And they were able to get him out of the car before anything did happen. And so he Imagine if he hero. pulled him out, he was like, it's Daniel Jones. No, you again? <laughs> <laughs> Not in Austin, Texas. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Hofstra lost in the semifinals of the CAA tournament. They lose to UNC Wilmington 79-73. All credit to them. Here is Speedy Claxton. All the credit goes to Wilmington. They do this tonight. They came out, had a great game plan. Um, you know, they were the tougher, more physical team. And most of the time, um, in college basketball, the, the, more, the tougher team wins. And, and yeah, so unfortunately for them, NCAA tournament likely out. I would think on their way just to the NIT. And one other one from college basketball. And I just saw that these were in here. Jim Beheim has had a uh, rough go of it this year. Yeah, really bad. And much of it's his own doing. You know, he's stepped in a lot in these press conferences. He's called out schools for cheating that have not cheated. He had to go back and apologize to a couple of schools in particular. It's been, yeah, it's been bad. So he's taken a beating on social media for sure. He's been booed. And I think he was booed the other night. And At the you, Carrier Dome? I think he was. I'm, I'm wow. pretty sure. And here he was afterwards, not concerned about, you know, the angry people uh, that are away from the game. This reflects what our fan base thinks of our program. We had not a great season about what people thought, probably, that predict things like this. I don't. And what was here, what we're here today? 24,500 people, and, and you think that people are upset with our program? Now, as the story goes, he there were boos coming down yeah. as they did not play well again. So I don't know if this is it for him or not. But well, it's he's like, stubborn as all hell because he was asked about retirement almost every press conference. And he goes, the only reason that people are asking about retirement is because I'm 78. Well, well, no, that's not the only reason. that You've had a terrible year. And you've done this for, I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's not ageism if you've done it for that long, been successful, and you're having a bad year now, and it's around the time that a lot of other coaches retire. Yeah. It just is. Like, asking the question is not a bad question. So over and over and over, though, it does get somewhat tedious, and I'm sure that he's reacting because of that. But then again, when he just said there were over 24,000 people at their game. Yeah, they're they're not happy with the product on the court, but they're still showing up. And I think what he's saying there is like, look, man, I built this program. 
That that's his whole thing. I yeah. built this program. This program doesn't happen unless I'm here making it happen. I yeah. can understand, and especially when you get older, you don't want to deal with nonsense. You don't want to deal with questions. You don't want people dealing with uh, questioning whether or not you you can't coach or your work ethic or anything. Like, go screw, man. I've been around here forever, and I'm the one who's made this place. True. 47 years, yes. I think, is the number. But he's had a couple of outbursts at, like, student reporters yeah, this year. several times. He has looked really yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I, I don't want to, in any way, shape, or form... Defend that. What I do want to defend, however, is the way that he, I'm, I'm thinking internally how he feels. And if you equate how he feels he's been treated over the last couple of years because of their lack of success that everybody had been used to up there. And then if he is the scorn of the people booing or asking the questions and the way that they're asking the questions as to whether or not you shouldn't you retire now is the time for you to retire you know questions like that would be very i mean insulting if i were him yeah but i also think the questions come from him having the outbursts against the student uh paper or whoever the student reporters and then also saying stuff that's completely untrue like he was like a pit bought their team this year with the uh, with the nil stuff, and then they didn't they didn't buy anybody. Like, and then they had to come out and apologize. And said I said the wrong thing. It was this and that. So, so now we're going to hold him for lying about Pitt as opposed to everybody else lying about everything else. Well, what do you mean? I'm like, there's so many people within this. This is what aboutism is what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. But when you're but when you're 76, you've been there for a long time. You're having a bad season. You're having outbursts, and you're and you're making false accusations like that. You can't get upset or surprised if someone asks you if you're going to retire. Mike Shashevsky retired at 76. You should run for president. And he's 78. Yeah. And there's a story as of February 4th that claims he will be back next year. I don't know if he will or he won't, but uh, so there you have it up at Syracuse. All right, time now. You got the, tonight you got the Devils and Maple Leafs and you got the Islanders and at the Sabres. Time now for moment of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Yeah! You know, we were doing well. We were going to go with the uh, whole new Boomer Fast and then Jerry called. Fair to say that Jerry's call didn't go so good for him. Gio didn't take too kindly to what he was saying. Boomer, the show should be uh, called uh, Boomer and Mary. Uh, I mean, uh, Gio has been hanging around too many women. It's like uh, he, he complained, you know, he, he, he rats out his friends. He ratted out the, the guy that gave him the pictures, Amanda Laura. He ratted you out when you were getting uh, food there. You thought you could get for free. You know, it's uh, what's going on with him. You know, guys keep things to themselves. They don't rat their friends out. Hold on, time out a second. <laughs> One, you're way off on this. <laughs> way no, off on this. Way off, hold on, wait, hold on. Let me and, let me explain. Problem, hold on, shut up, you misogynist <laughs> prick. Right, hold on, Listen, bro. here I we go. Stop. Yes, you are. <laughs> go call Boomer and Mary because you've been around women. You want? You need the definition of misogyny. You need that, yeah. dumbass? It's called a man who hates women and tries to belittle them, which you just did. So now what? Suck on that, you prick. What now? Yeah, what now? What now, Jerry? I'll meet you when I drive home in Comac, and I'll shove my fist right down your throat. How's that sound? How does that? I don't want to meet you. Yeah, okay. You beat too, you ass. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you have daughters? Because I have daughters. You're Boomer and Mary. I've got daughters. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> Moment of the day. Have a good Tuesday. <laughs> you brought that one right back, didn't you, Jerry? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> How could I not? Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> uh, got it. And here's the thing. There was a turning point there. 
If he had let me explain you myself, let, you wanted to talk. It would have been fine, but he kept talking and kept talking, and I let him say that's the that's the trigger for me. I let him say what he wanted to say. He trashed me. I wanted a response, and he kept talking over me, and then I lost it. And that's that was the key. That was the turning point in the whole thing. And like I said, I did. <clears throat> Boomer brought the DA thing to the air, so his facts were wrong. I didn't. I sat on that DA thing for weeks with Allie. Mm. He brought it to the air. The PD called up and said Boomer took the snacks that weren't for free. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> and all I did was talk about my friend getting engaged. So you're saying it's all my fault? No, it's not all your fault. Okay. I'm just saying that if you're going to come with facts or think you have, you know, you got your basis is based in lies. That's error. your error. It's his not facts. Error. That was his yeah. error. And by the way, you know, when I'm when I'm talking about what, what happened with DA and Allie, I mean, I was shocked to see it. Apparently, you're not allowed to do that. You've ratted out your best friend. Okay, well, and well, that is Jerry's best eyes. Friend. Are you are you ratted out your friend rather? Not, so I mean, I, I he's a guy. He's he's can't, do that. Friend. can't do that. Can't do that. Apparently, he's a, to Jerry, he's a work colleague. By the way, Bill in Connecticut, what's happening? Uh, Geo. Yeah, we, we're here. I just yeah. left. Actually, I'm yeah. not here anymore. I'm on my yeah. way home. <laughs> Uh, I uh, I kind I, I definitely agree with you about the 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 woman comment. Um, I have a uh, I'm the father of a daughter as well. But you know I have to be honest with you in that sometimes you bring the show to the level of these housewife shows with your scuttlebutt and this that and the other things. Some of the soft things you do in general. You like know, what? Give me an example. So so the most well, entertaining reality TV franchise you're comparing our show to? Hmm, well, and we're in the what yeah. entertainment business? No, no, I, I agree. Uh, uh. You, you have a great show. Yeah. All I'm just saying is, um, you like know, what? like, 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 well, the whole thing with the shoes and the socks. What are you talking I mean, about? For me, when you basically stopped the show because you couldn't. Yeah, I had an anxiety attack. So, yeah, I had a legit anxiety attack that day. And that's what was going on. So you're, you're taking on that thing. That's the thing you're going to point out. You're going to go to the no, mental illness bucket and bring that one in no, now. No, that was a legit anxiety attack. So so give me another give me another example. In general, I think you're soft. You haven't you can't you can't keep yourself on since you, uh, since high school. You couldn't keep yourself on uh, on a playing field. What are you talking about? What do you mean you're I couldn't I wasn't good at playing injured. sports? You're always injured, and they show that that clip of you running down the first baseline. Yeah, I got yeah because I was fat and out of shape and had a bad hamstring. What, what, what are you like? Uh, you run marathons or something? I don't understand. I'm not an athlete. I'm a talk show host. What does that have to do with anything? No, no, I I I, I don't run marathons. I, I okay, so what does me not being an athlete have to do about how I do my job, which is to entertain? Well, let me let me ask you a question, or help me ask Boomer a question. No, no, ask me a question. You're bringing it to me. Keep him out of it. Let's go. You have had terrible points so far. You've brought up a panic attack and called that soft, which is complete BS. You're lucky I didn't hang up on you at that point. And, and, you've, and you've said that you're soft because you're not an athlete and you're supposed to be an athlete when you're a talk show host. So, so far you've had complete and utter crap for your point. So keep talking to me. What else do you got? No, that, that's right. But you know what? You can say that from my point of view... An anxiety attack like that, you know what? I'm I'm of the mindset, and I'm probably more from I'm I'm, I'm older than you. You know, you just got to suck it up. Oh my God, you are you you serious, Bill? You got to suck it up. You know how many people have killed themselves because they were told to suck up their mental illness? Seriously, you know how many people? That's the most insulting thing I've heard all the time. 
<clears throat> I've had I've gone to therapy. I'm on two different medications. I'm trying my best to get through the things that I have wrong with me. And you're telling me to suck it up. I mean, this is why you get a lot of people who go through real trauma that are out in like wars and then come back here and kill themselves because they were told to suck it up because of guys like you, Bill in Connecticut, because I'm soft because I had a panic attack. That's a real thing, man. It's a real thing. If you don't want to believe it, then quite frankly, you're not smart enough or intelligent enough to understand it. I mean... You're soft because you had a panic attack. That's what I've heard. I mean, we have got the most idiotic Neanderthal callers out there. This is not 1945 anymore, man. Women are equal and people have mental illness. Anybody else want to bring on something else? You want to go? Anybody want to call up and knock some black people while we're at it? Let's do that. Hispanics. So we've already taken on women and people with mental illness. What about little people? Want to take them on too today? What are we doing? You're soft because you had a panic attack. It's 2023, man, and I'm not. I'm, that's not going to hurt me anymore. It's not. Tell that to guys like Kevin Love. Kevin Love, who, by the way, in the NBA, suffers from anxiety. He doesn't get hurt. He's not soft. He plays professional sports that live up to your standard bill in Connecticut. He's got anxiety. Is that okay? Is that okay? There's people who have fought in wars who have come back way tougher than I'll ever be and have anxiety. Are they soft or are you a dick? You're a dick. We're not soft. Got it? Those of us who admit that we've got issues whether it be depression or anxiety, and deal with it in our lives to get to be in a better place are not soft. You, my friend, you are the soft one. You are the idiot, and you are the dick. Get that through your head. The last thing that people are who confront their mental issues to have a better life for them and their families is soft. That's the last effing thing. I'm of the old school. No, you're not. You're an idiot. You're an idiot who hasn't developed. Don't give me that crap. Don't ever bring that crap in here again. You're soft if you're mentally ill or have anxiety. I swear to God, if you were in front of me right now, I'd show you what soft is. I do. Well said. Well, boomers leave. I was going to curse again, so I shut my mic off. Smart. He doesn't have a. I hit the music on. Jerry, did you do moment of the day? Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well, he can't handle it either. Quite frankly, he doesn't understand mental illness to save his life. That's a big problem. It's a big problem. I only have a
have a couple minutes left. I don't know if we missed anything. I haven't even looked at Twitter. I don't know what's going on. If there was any sort of breaking sports news that happened over the last half hour, I've been screaming about all these other things. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm counting on Al to tell me. It doesn't seem like it as we wait for Daniel Nothing. Jones and... Rodgers, yes, that's the other guy's name, Daniel Jones and Aaron Rodgers, that hopefully at some point make a decision, Aaron Rodgers at some point this uh, particular day, and then of course Daniel Jones, who is a deadline, at least that there is a deadline with him, there's not a deadline for Aaron Rodgers, we're still going to wait for that, there has to be something that goes on before the new league year starts, because of course we know what the finances and everything else, but you keep it here for the rest of the day. Right here on WFAN, Tiki and Tierney will take you through it. You'll have the whole deal with uh, with Carton and Roberts after that. 4 p.m. is that deadline, so they'll be on the air live discussing what's going on with Daniel Jones and if a long-term deal is struck before then. So there will at least tomorrow at least be news on Daniel Jones, whether he gets the tag or not. It doesn't necessarily mean that if he gets the tag that they cannot then negotiate a long-term deal after that. So it's not either or at this juncture but um it is it, there will be a decision today on whether or not it's a long-term deal or a tag for now with some options later i think that date is july 15th they could negotiate up to july 15th so I they've think, got yes. they've got if he t- they tag them and they still want to do a long-term deal then at that point they'll have all the way until midsummer, July fifteenth, middle of july yeah, but the problem out. is that number that they're tagged at sits on their salary cap you know what I'm saying? So that that's the problem. With Hamstrings it. That's why they, throughout free agency, right? Which is why they want to get the deal done. Yeah, and Daniel Jones wants a deal done too because he doesn't want to have to go through a like. Think about what Aaron Judge went through last year. Different type of players, obviously, but still, he's going to have to do that now twice in a row. He's going to have to to have a be in a contract year twice in a matter of of two years. He doesn't want that. Well, he had to prove himself last year, and to his credit, he did. And by the way, even if they had picked up his fifth year option, and that would still be there, uh, that fifth year option is still a big number, um, not as big as the number that the the franchise, the exclusive franchise tag would be. Sure, the non exclusive is one where he can go out and negotiate. I don't think they're going to do that. But I, I would, th- you know, if his agents are here and they're close and Derek Carr is signed and Geno Smith is signed, then, you know, you would like to think that he is the next guy to be signed. Yes, that's going to have to. I mean, it just has to. And now there's a barometer for it. There is a market for him. There are two guys that have been signed. The, the template is out there. So uh, we got a little bit more of an idea of where he should be as opposed to the numbers that we we're here. And I would think also in the next 24 to 48 hours. You're going to start hearing more and more and more about the Aaron Rodgers situation in regards to the Jets and the Packers and the salaries and all this other stuff. Because these teams have got to get in line and compliance with the salary cap come March 15th. That is the first day of the new NFL season.